From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we get to talk about that wonderful Zelda Direct, and there was also an indie world as well. I synced it. I seen the titular last campfire. Well, you can't see it, but I skydive head first into this podcast every week. You gotta know how to make an entrance. You're gonna break your computer again. Uh, welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast episode 367. Your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about the final Zelda trailer and the Indie Direct and a bunch of other things. This is a crazy week, lots of stuff releasing. But we are your hosts. I'm Trey, Ghost Shark Hunter Johnson. I'm Jeremy, the great Moogle Rescue, Mikowski. I'm John, gimme, 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 gimmick knitter. Gimme, gimme, gimmick treatment. Definitely sounds like a song. Yeah, that's what I thought of when I saw it. There, there's a direct happening for um, Sunsoft, but it's not happening till later. It's happening just after the show at 2 a.m. Eastern time. So, are you staying up to watch it? <laughs> at 2 a.m. Maybe. They call it Nightsoft. Damn it! I, I, I fucked up. I should have said Moonsoft. Yeah, Moonsoft sounds like a great ice cream treat. It's so close. We just missed it for the podcast, but I'm hoping at 2 a.m. we get some gimmick news. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they seem to be hinting about it. Well, let's. Uh, I think we start this show where we talk about that little Zelda trailer that happened, the final Tears of the Kingdom trailer. Well, you're changing up the order of how we do things. This is crazy. Yeah, I mean, we did it last week too. I know it really threw me for a loop. Where we do, I like putting the topics at the beginning when they're good. Yeah, there, so we got this uh, three minute trailer for Tears of the Kingdom. Um, we probably all watched it like twenty times. I'm sure. I watched, I've watched it. I watched times. it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I watched it like five or six times by myself, and then I watched it like another five or six times with Jess, and then I've watched it another like two or three times before. I yeah. last I've night. actually just played it to hear the music like in the background while I do other things. If you oh, and it's so good too. I watched it, yeah. I don't know, probably half a dozen times or so, and then I watched everybody's reactions to it, so maybe 20 times. I watched one video, that, like one breakdown video of it, but that was about it that I watched. Can you you can like can you repeat stuff on YouTube? Can you make it just like play the same video over and over again? I guess I never Not that I know tried of. to figure. I, I wanted to because I wanted to just play it on the background while I was editing and just have it just loop, but I couldn't figure out how to do that. So I basically I had it play all the different languages is what I did. I like set it up as a playlist from like French to Japan to Japanese to Spanish to English. So somebody found that Nintendo had posted the the song on the Japanese website for the game. And so they put it on Twitter. And if you play it on Twitter, that guy who, who shared it, it just loops over and over again. Oh, cool. okay. Well, I, I figured I'd find that song for this episode and it would make an appearance in this episode at some point. Yeah, check out the I got the link at the bottom there. But uh, and, and the, the link that they posted on Nintendo, it's a whole. It's the whole song. So it's even more than what's in the trailer. It's different. So it has all four verses. 
in the bridge. It's it's better. Yeah, it's better than the uh, Peaches song. It actually has like a song to it. It's not just like a a one minute long uh, ad lib or whatever. <laughs> you know, whatever that is. It's much better. I know this isn't a movie, but but this is more deserving of the Oscar than the wow. Peaches song. That's true. Wow. I just want to see them do a dumb performance of Jack Black in a Bowser suit during the Oscars because I want that shit to win an Oscar. That'll be hilarious. There'll be there'll be some better song from something. I'm sure. I'm sure Pixar has something coming out. Anyway, yeah. Let's. Uh, I don't know. There's plenty of stuff for us to say about the trailer. I guess we could just start from the beginning. Did anybody notice yeah. the robot fighting the ball? Like in the first couple seconds of it. Is he fighting yeah, a ball or is he just hitting a tree? No, the before the tree. The one that's oh, hit, okay. the one that's chopping the tree is after that. Oh, okay. Was he fighting a ball or was he fighting the the choo choo jelly? It's it's a blue it's a big blue ball. You can't really tell. It it reminded me of uh, a link to the past. Like if you remember the guy kicking the ball around in the dark world. Oh when yeah. You, when you go when you go to the dark the world bowling. first time that uh, that's what it reminded me of. But I don't. It, yeah, there's that. It shows that, and it's actually like originally I thought they were kicking the ball, but they have like a sword, like they have an item that they're hitting the ball with, or a choo choo, whatever it is. It's it's a big blue ball thing that it's hitting with a stick, and then after that, there's like this kind of dinosaur looking robot that's chopping a tree, which yeah. like Jess and I were talking about that. It's like are the robots like sentient now? Or are they are they like the Mega Man robots that were like originally made to do something good, but then they'll turn on you later? Like they're all originally meant to like you know be like vacuum cleaners or whatever that end up I think they're humanity. possibly just dig, just go just let's get right into the deepness one of my theories is that there was you know they've talked about the ancient technology from before <clears throat> and uh where did it come from like who were the ancient helians and what if they what if these are essentially their golems like they're like you know where they a- animated real world objects to do their bidding and so these they are just kind of like the servants the that are left behind it. yeah it's like here, chop the tree. In Skyward Sword, Jeremy, you played that recently. There was yeah. a, a, a robot did. component to that, and this yeah. purports to be sort of a, a, a link, pardon the pun, to Skyward Sword. And well, I didn't a think about ways. that. Those are those are there's a whole section where they the, the minor robots, right? And that game is well. That's actually where you do the like the time sphere, which is pretty cool. Where you change. Oh yeah, yeah, that was one yeah, of the yeah, coolest yeah, Zelda mechanics. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a lot of stuff in this trailer. Like it's a uh, you know it's kind of like been a response to anybody out there who's like, oh my god, this is just DLC, which is such a dumb thing to say. But it's like here's all these extra story shit, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure we're getting dungeons because there's like a fucking underground world in that trailer, which looks amazing. Yeah. Like where he's like, you know, where it shows like the sand sinking in, and then yeah. it's like. Under underground and there's this like w- waterfalls of lava and all this in the background and it looks fucking wonderful. That's what I want. That's another thing I'm wondering. Me. Yeah, if there's like, in addition to the sky, if there's like an underground. underground. I think so. Yeah. So it's like a triple sort of like a triple underground. And then than I said before, I want I want underwater. I want to go swimming. Well, the, you can swim in balls. In you can swim in floating balls now. You there's can, a, true. There's the balls with water in them that, uh, which that seems like. I feel like that's happened before. At least it's happened in Mario Galaxy with like the floating yeah, balls. That, that, okay, that happened in Mar- Super Mario Land too. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, it's cool, but yeah, it's, it's obviously they have to be a part of something, and it looks like there's uh, you know, that it looks like it's a part of like a bigger castle or dungeon or whatever. Correct. And that underground bit that also again reminded me of Skyward Sword, the part where you're 
uh, or was it Skyward Sword or was it Twilight Princess? The one where you you have the I think it's Twilight the Princess. weird like top thing. Yeah, maybe it's Twilight Princess. Okay. It is Twilight. Yeah, the that top the top that. thing. Yeah, that you that spins that you like. Yeah, there's a massive. Yeah. Uh, this latest trailer, it was very, very. I was feeling a lot of uh, of uh, Twilight Princess vibes from it, and you know, it does. Kind well, Gan- of Ganon too, like looks like it fits what we hoped. Yeah. Ganon. yeah, it fits what we hoped for that it would be. You know, like a darker version, like Majora's Mask was. So, even though it reminds me more of Skyward, or not Skyward. Sorry, I keep saying that. It reminds me more of Twilight Princess. I think I, I have the hope that the all the bright colors and stuff, like it kind of reminded me of Majora's Mask too. Who knows? I mean, well, Twilight Princess was like a dark, you know, it was the response to Wind Waker, yeah. like the darker version of it or whatever. And Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also got vibes from the, the trailer overall, just like, I think it's one of the best Zelda trailers ever. And so, of course, my mind was ringing with that Twilight Princess trailer that just blew everybody away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The realistic so, Zelda. Yeah. Reveal. So, so I, like, it caused me to to go back and look at all the Zelda trailers from throughout the years, and especially that one. I watched that a couple of times. Did, did you watch the Space World one? The original, game, the original GameCube one, yeah. with the yep. with the realistic uh, Zelda and, and Ganon, or like the mm-hmm. one night. There's the trailer for the '64 one with this, with this, uh, with like the whatever they're the called, Stalfos. Yeah, the Stalfos. Mm-hmm. It's like yep. yeah, I remember that one too. I remember the Space World uh, Wind Waker one where the bad guy runs out and then he totally does the Looney Tunes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he falls. Yeah, we watched that on my computer when it was released way yeah. back when. That I on your eye, your iMac. Yeah. Or was it even? Did I even have one by then? Because I thought I was still no. That was Lincoln. before the iMac. It was before. The yeah. IMAC. So I I don't know what the fuck I was using then. Uh, like IB, IBM or something. I don't know. <laughs> that was so, when I was in high school. Yeah. No. The, well, anyways, well, well, the iMac, the iMac, I didn't get until I went to Columbia though, and this was pre-Columbia. Okay. Like I didn't own it. Like your it might, iMac. it might have existed. No, you saw like that old it. PC that I have a picture of on your refrigerator. Oh yeah, I got some. I think it was a PC that we had. Yeah, the what? No, yeah, it was whatever crappy uh, IBM compatible thing we had with, at my mom's house that I just got to take with me. Nice, but yeah, yeah, we watched it on that. <laughs> so speaking of the, you know, just the trailer in general, the thing it reminded me the most watching it the first time and then every time after was the first time I ever saw the Chrono Cross trailer on a PS One demo disc. That song's Time Scar. I mean, you know, it's I've a great song. We've definitely talked about it on the podcast. It's just one. Of, it's one of my personal favorite. It's the best part of that whole game. Songs, <laughs> I think it probably is. It the best part is. of Chrono Cross was the opening. Like the opening for the game and that song is incredible. The rest of the game is whatever, but that opening yeah. is is awesome and that song is great too. So this was giving me the same kind of like uh, chills the first time I heard it, and um, and that saxophone came out. Oh my god, that saxophone! It just it's, it's so good. And like I never would have thought my wildest dreams I'd want to hear a saxophone in a Zelda score, but right. it's really good. It sounds so good. Did it much better than that annoying uh, uh, whatever sprite thing in uh, in the movie? Mm. You know, where it's like the last thing we have to see, where it's like, oh yeah, you know what I do? You want to hear a saxophone? Sad? I play a saxophone. It's like what? This is what <laughs> you're leaving. This is what yeah. you're leaving with in this stupid movie. The last word of the Mario movie is saxophone. Yeah. Who would have yep. guessed? Yeah, that's such a dumb ending. Like, that's what you want to end with there. It's like, the whole thing is dumb. Well, so I want to encourage everyone to go listen to the full song because as surprising as that saxophone was, the full song that's on the uh, Japanese website, uh, it it just adds a lot more unexpected stuff. Maybe I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's just 
different sounds and, and you know different arrangements that you just you know would never think to hear in a Zelda game. What well, impresses me the most about the song? Does it have that same <laughs> robot talk in it? Because uh, in it the does. trailer, it's like yeah, it has that speech that yeah. which I thought was like kind of like a Japanese thing, but it's all in English, as you hear later with uh, Ganon. But but just like recommended, maybe it's like robot robot talk, and I was like, yeah, sure, possibly. I thought it sounded cool. Uh, it what I liked the most about this song overall is how much it sounds like a Zelda song and like no other Zelda song that I've heard at the same time. Mm-hmm. John, you sent a video to the Slack that was uh, like a composer breaking it down and i really appreciate yeah. that video and it actually yeah. gave me more stuff to like speculate about I didn't like see for it. instance um when it kind of does that little you know we've all watched it enough times there's one point where the music drops out and it goes oh hey, hey, like a mm-hmm. weird humming yep. sound oh, that was yeah the robot that's, talk yep. that's what i was talking that's, about that's the uh robot that's speech. zelda's theme backwards like when you play it backwards so it's and when when that plays it shows another character it shows like another. Well, I guess I'm presuming it's like a princess type character. But it's I'm the one with the ears, right? That's on the. That's on the. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm wondering if like if, an animal or something. There's the wall art that you've. That's the same. The um. What do you call it? A hieroglyphics. The hieroglyphics. Yeah. Is, that is it person. possible that this is low rule from a link between worlds? That's underground. Like, maybe. maybe there's the maybe there's the alternate princess underground that you have to like, you know, get her help because it looks like Zelda is isolated somewhere. Like you have to find That's me. Like where is she? Where is she? She's like on an island or in a different dimension or something. Well, I thought. I mean, I thought this, and pretty much everybody else seems to think it. But time travel. I think it's there's some time travel going on because yeah, there's all the different ways you see Link in different ways. You know, like you see him with his arm destroyed. Uh, you see the sword destroyed. You see the sword not destroyed. Uh, you see Zelda in like different times, and you see her like disappear into this other world. Like maybe she went into a different time period, right. and you have to go back to that. The the trailers felt a lot like there's that there's like two different timelines yeah. or whatever whatever so, going on is what I got from it. especially if you like compare add. it with all the other stuff that you've seen before this yeah one more thing to add to that and Jeremy said that the, you know, the song was would you say Zelda's lullaby backwards yeah right okay so it turns out that there is a theme in here which is it's apparently the main theme of the song uh, the main theme of the game but but those the other two trailers going back to the very first trailer had the same theme song, but it was played in reverse in the other two trailers. Mm. And I thought that, that that was something that was reviewed in that revealed in that video that I that Jeremy just mentioned. I just thought that was so cool uh, that they've been setting it up all along for this big reveal trailer that we just got a couple days ago. That they've been planning this for like two years. It almost it, it probably also has to do with the uh, with the whole rewind ability that you have. It's yeah, yeah rewind ability, time because... travel. I think I think it. Well, I mean, because you can actually rewind things and make it go backwards, so it could very well just be a reference to that, like you know, where you make the the, the rocks mm-hmm. go back into the air and all that. So, everybody, listen to uh, go check out this video from a guy named Zach Hade. I'll spell Z A C H H E Y D E. He has a video called "Composer Breaks Down the Final Tears of the Kingdom" trailer. It's a very cool look at the music. And uh, gave me a new appreciation for for the Zelda music in this trailer. Yeah, did you? Uh, I I didn't notice this until I watched a video that like broke it down or whatever. But Link is, and and I think we said this before in previous episodes. The you know thinking that the Sheikah slate like doesn't exist in this world, it totally does, and it's in this video, and it's kind of fucking hilarious because it shows Link like holding the Sheikah slate, but also there's like a cord coming out of it that looks like a USB C cord. 
that's attached <laughs> to another thing. So he's like charging his secret slate. It's it's the part where it shows Link like in like an elevator type thing that's going uh-huh. up. It goes really fast, but if you free if you like pause it, he's holding the fucking Sheikah slate and it has a C cable connected to another thing during that. So maybe that's why his why the elevator's working yeah. or whatever, but uh-huh. it's totally in there. Also, uh I don't know. I think there's maybe two Ganons because there's the one with all the hair and then there's the younger one. That you see that has a the, yeah, the voice yeah, is the voice of Ma- Matthew thing. was it Matthew Mercer from uh, Critical, Critical Role? Role? Well, and yep. like and like uh, he was Chrome and uh, Fire Emblem, and also he's done a million yep. voices. Like I looked him up; uh, he did a lot of voices in different games. Man, Critical Role is two different, true. Two different Ganons at points get into the time travel thing. Perhaps the game starts with Ganon with the long flowing locks, and he's all powerful, or whatever. But maybe it yeah. goes back in time to when he's less powerful or something. But you have to go kill baby Ganon. <laughs> yeah, like uh, like ba- like fighting dilemma. like fighting baby Bowser uh, with baby Yoshi. And uh, well, I was thinking more like killing baby. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about those those babies, the the Mario babies, the Bowser babies, who can't can't get away from. Yeah, it looks great. So what about All this? Those- I thought it was worth uh, mentioning, and maybe you know, maybe I'm wrong because you know I never saw the Shiga slate, but you saw it, Trey. I, I only we, saw it because see, it paused it and pointed it out in another video, but it is totally in there. Do we see any of the enemies from the previous Breath of the Wild in here? Do we see Bacoblins? Do we see yes. Moblins? Do we, okay. Yeah, we saw we saw the the, the Higa. Uh, we saw. The, I'm watching it right now, actually. Uh, there's a part where it shows the Blood Moon, and then yeah. and it cuts to a bunch of the original bad guys, including oh, okay. including the whatever yeah. the the lion guy, the the one that Lionel. I, the Lionel's in yeah. there. And it, and it does like, and they're all kind of, it's like okay. dark and they have red glowing eyes, but there's totally a yeah. Lionel in there. And yeah, then I also, the, I said Higa, but uh, the Hinox, the giant, the giant guy. You saw Hinox. There. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah, they're and like then, riding on them and they have like a little yeah. place on their heads that, well, and they were in other trailers the too. Talus, yeah. There's the, there's the stone guy and then there's the, the Hinox okay. giant pig dude, whatever. Yep. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, you're right. The, yeah, the, 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 the Boca, the Boca Blitz. The Cyclops dude. The Pacoblins, whatever you want to call them. They're, they're in there. But speaking of something from another Zelda, how cool is it the three-headed dragon from the first Yeah, Gleok, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's got a weird... Like Gleok or something. That's like. cool. It's got a weird name. Come <laughs> cool. back. Way back. What, what what if there is a time thingy and you go back to the first Zelda? I, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think there's definitely... I think there's definitely there's some time. in there. Oh, man. What if, what if you have to go back and, like, you go back to... Okay, there are dungeons, but there are they're the dungeons from the first Zelda game, and you're just seeing them now in this, like for the first per, for the first time from this perspective. This would be cool. It would be cool, but they would be a little underwhelming. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're pretty. They're pretty simple. There's there's a part. It's just a random part, but I like the part where he's doing the uh, uh, the rocket uppercut. Like it's, it looks yeah. like it, it actually shows a rocket. Yeah, it, it's it's like a dragon uppercut, but you have like a rocket attached to your arm. It's just kind of hilarious because it looks like automatically reminds me of like you know the Street Fighter dragon uppercut and all that right i don't know if he was doing an uppercut if he was holding on to like 
a piece of equipment or whatever. No, he's just holding on to it. But to me, it automatically looks like a fighting game move where he's like, you know, you know, just doing the yeah, doing the dragon uppercut. Now, it's, it is important to mention why, you you know, it's important to mention that there's like multiple iterations of Ganon. And one of them is the yep. thirst maker, according to the Internet. So I actually said on my Twitter, and this is my pen tweet a few weeks ago, that I didn't know who to be thirsty for because it was Prince Sidon, it was Prince Sidon, right, before. And I was like, uh, who am I supposed to be thirsty for this time around? You got to tell me. And it took weeks, but we finally found out it's, 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 yeah, it's big buff, uh, himbo Ganon, as they would probably say. Hey, he's a good looking dude in this one. Yeah. So maybe this is back in the day when he had, you know, was the only male Gerudo, so he didn't have to be hot. But he just had to be hot anyway. <laughs> the, uh, the other thing I think is really interesting about the trailer is, uh, it, it's, it's weird because it's almost like they're kind of combining it with, uh, Hyrule Warriors because now you have, now it looks like you have companions that fight with you. Like you have like the villagers well, coming together to help you rebuild the town, rebuild the world or whatever. And that automatically reminded me of the Hyrule Warriors games because you always have like this team with you that you can switch from one to another. And, you know, maybe, you know, that one, the Age of Calamity one or whatever, that has time travel stuff in it, too. So what if what if that whatever happened in that story affects this world? Because that kind of does a similar thing where it's like, what if different, you know, let's go back in time. What if something different happened in the story? What if they like kind of require you to go back to the Hyrule Warriors game and figure out that story to know what's going on here? That'd be kind of hilarious. But I mean, it just they could just make them all like, you know, come together in that way. That's I mean, there was a lot of trouble to make that, that other, to make the Hyrule Warriors you know, look, look exactly like Breath of the Wild. So I think they're counting it as, as canon. Yeah, and exist within the timeline and all that. Even though I think it, from what I heard, they kind of like, you know, it's like they, what, they go back and one thing changes and it kind of creates its own timeline. But that could be incorporated into this too. You know, yeah, right. If they, they go through to make the graphics so similar and you know, have it be the, be about the, the champions and all that stuff, which there's new champions in this one obviously you know yeah. you see like the kid the younger bird guy and no gorons though i, I saw that maybe people no, saw like there. the swords but not the Daruk actual body where i didn't see him Daruk, uh yeah the main goron from breath of the wild he was in there there was like a group shot of all of them together and he was there oh i didn't i didn't see him and i watched a breakdown yep. of it and they said that they're they weren't in there and i've seen well, it a few wrong. times i mean i saw like which yeah like which part like when he's fighting with all the people no there's like a, a shot of all the hero, what are they, what are they called? The heroes, you know, Sidon and everybody else. Because, because, well, there's a show. There's a shot of where they're all like kind of running together, and I just watched it, but there's no Goron in it. There's only three of them. I just, I just saw it just now. So there's the, so there's the, uh, there's the lady. There's the fish dude who's wearing the, who's wearing the crown that the king was wearing in the last game, and then you see the other like bird person like run past it and it does like mm-hmm. a sw- like a screen wipe and then it goes to the dragon but there's not but there is no goron in that in that shot there's just there's just the three of them like there's there might be like the sword of the goron if you like freeze frame through it but not the actual body not that there i've seen is. unless it's in a 314 314 no, oh wait 314 oh no but that looks like a pig thing like is that a well, goron? i gotta do this i gotta go, I gotta go wait is that a goron though like the skin kind of looks yeah. more fleshy than rocky yeah that's a yeah i don't know did you say 314 yeah Hi, that must be important. Three fourteen. I mean, it, it looks it looks big, but I don't know. If you go, go to three fourteen on your own. I'm watching it right now. Blurry. 
Yeah. I think it looks very fleshy. <laughs> it doesn't look, his skin that is a Goron. His skin doesn't look as rocky as normal. Oh, that's definitely a Goron. Yeah. Maybe not yep. necessarily Daruk. So these are like the descendants of the Well, I mean Daruk's the, dead. The they're, they're all they're all dead. To the answer. Yeah, yeah. According yeah. to the internet, they're like the descendants of uh, the champions. Well, they have dead. to be, yeah, cuz the other ones are dead. But I mean, but there were like Probably new, because the other ones are dead. But there were new ones in the last game like Ravali and all those fuckers whatever. Yeah, yeah. You, you see him. Or Diver Tornado or whatever they say in Japanese. You said you said you didn't like the voice of Ganon, John, in this uh, uh trailer. Not really. I mean, I did does he sound too he young? Sound, no, he just sounds like like I, I heard him on Critical Role, and you know he's got a nice voice and everything. I just picture Gannon having like a naturally like dark and you know gritty kind of voice. Like I don't know the guy from uh, what's, what's his what's his name. Kratos from God of War, kind of more like that, along those lines. Like, that guy has that voice. You hear that actor talking his normal life, like that's what I think he's more the Ganon range. But well, yeah, I'm, I'm only hearing a clip from the trailer, so I feel like it should have been Chris Pratt. We'll see. <laughs> uh, just wait, just wait till the next Mario movie. <laughs> I'll be so sad if that if if that movie ends up being when? part of like the video game world now. I mean, they did, they did like a April fools about it on IGN where they put everybody's voices into the old games, which was funny. That was but, a good one, but that's it like was... probably like, that's yeah. the future that we will have to experience eventually, which sucks. Like when you, you waited so many years for new Mario and then it's like mushroom kingdom, here we come, whatever, <laughs> whatever that stupid voice is. Did you see all the tears in there? Cause there are kind of, there are tear shapes in the video. There's yep. a bunch. I mean, of it's them. in the name. I mean, yeah, but I mean, but Ganon has a tear on his head. Uh, you know, uh, Zelda's, Zelda's hold, holding Zelda's a tear. Uh, the, the new champions have tears in there. Like in their hair or whatever. There's there's, really? there's a bunch of different ones in in the video that you can find. Tear looking hmm. things. They were in, they were in the um uh what do you call it the hieroglyphics also in a previous trailer. They're called hieroglyphics or Hyrule. Yeah, tear tearographics or glyphics, whatever. But yeah, no, there's a there's little like you know tear shaped things that look like what Zelda's holding towards the end there, where she's like you know like I you know I'm the only one that can do whatever it is that I can do. You have to find me, Lee. Yeah, <laughs> I think ninety percent of this game is Tears of Light missions. No, <laughs> I hope not. But no, there. Are, but there are these. There are these little tear things. Like, look, there's one on Ganon's head. That's what's glowing when you when it's that close up of him yelling. <laughs> it kind of had a just, just pointed this out when we were watching it. It kind of has a little bit of a Princess Mononoke feel too. Like with all the blood, like you know, like the like when his arm gets oh, yeah. corrupted by the blood, it kind of reminds me. It reminded that me of that of that sort of like yeah. you know the blood like infecting parts the, of your body. That ten- the tentacle monster that was roaming the fields. It looks like Ganon's hair. Yeah. Because something, because yep. that whatever you know, if that that red thing that wraps around Link's arm to like infect it and all that, it's like oh, that I think too. Yeah, kind of reminds me of that for sure. And there's that you know, there's a character in there that you don't see the face of that's uh, talking to to Zelda, and which people you know, I've seen people say say that it's that it looks like Fatty from uh, other games, but I don't know, I don't know about that. But uh, I, I think overall, the this trailer was just like, like as I said, one of the best Zelda trailers. Uh, the pace was perfect. It just felt like a slow onion peel that kept building and building from the beginning to the end. It, 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 it was just well paced. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was. Um, it was done very well, and it's yeah, it's a it's very rewatchable. You can watch it over and over and over again, and still find more stuff with it, like that you know Goron pig thing that I didn't mention that I didn't notice before. I just see that in there now. Did you notice that in the in the town? There's mushrooms everywhere. If you if you freeze through there, there's a there's mm-hmm. like a mushroom shop that has like giant mushrooms on the side, and there's a pattern with mushrooms on it. 
So that's like a, wherever they are is like a mushroom town. I don't know what I don't know what that is, but it's kind of cool. Makes it different from any of the other towns that we had seen in the other one. The final bridge between uh, the Mushroom Kingdom series. Yeah. yeah, I mean we've seen you know characters of like what Kirby showed up in Link's. I guess that was a dream, so it doesn't really matter. But Kirby was in Link's Awakening. You know, you've seen other characters show up in there. And, and so Mar- are Goombas and Bobombs. And picture, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, there's those two D levels, and also like you know the Mario, the pictures in the window, and all that, and. Uh, ocarina of time stuff like that and i guess what is it the mario and luigi characters from ocarina of time were supposedly like mario's family were modeled after them in the movie like malin and talon or whatever their names are but yeah no i think it looks great yeah may 12th uh, can't come any quicker it's pretty it's getting pretty close there it's only like a few weeks away yeah how many episodes of nintendo name we should figure that out yeah, I, I haven't... I think three episodes away, right? I mean, this is kind of, you know, spoiler till later for later stuff. I saw that you've started playing Breath of the Wild again. I haven't gotten there yet, but I keep thinking about it. I just haven't mm-hmm. I just haven't done it yet. Uh, that's like, okay, so there's this episode, and it's basically like three more episodes. So whatever number this is. Was this 367? Yeah. So, so 370, 370 will come out the day that, that Tears of the Kingdom does. So we probably would not have played it much. No, we wouldn't have played it at all because we record on Wednesday. <laughs> and wouldn't yeah. have been out yet. Oh, I see what you mean. Gotcha. It'll post. It'll post on the day. that. It... So four episodes from now will be our Tears of the Kingdom impressions. Yeah. On the 17th, two days before my birthday. No, it's a, I'm, I'm excited. You know, I got, I got my... Uh, I got my voucher ready, you know, to download it or whatever. All like twenty gigs, or isn't it like really big? Like it's one of the biggest uh, games. It's the biggest Nintendo game ever. Definitely from Nintendo for sure. It's bigger than a uh, Smash. Smash was huge. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Smash was over twenty. And this is like I don't know. I think I think this is the biggest one from Nintendo. There's been ones that have been bigger from other companies. Yeah, yeah. I think it looks great. Um, is there anything else you want to say about the one interesting point that uh, I heard? I was listening to the CU podcast today. Ian was saying, throw out the subject of, of people complaining that this might be DLC because uh, it you know it looks the same or whatever, and they're expecting a different looking Zelda game or something like that. That's well, just, yeah. basically, like this game is going to be the full potential of what Breath of the Wild uh, aimed for. As great as Breath of the Wild was, they've now had six years to refine and perfect and learn the Switch and how to get the most out of it. This is going to be like the absolute best zelda that we could possibly get on the switch and so it was a better decision to go off of breath of the wild versus starting something altogether new no i think i think it's great and i I never i never thought it was dlc i mean you could say that about anything like god of war and god of war ragnarok look like the same game you could say that ragnarok is dlc same with like uh that other boring one with the lady and the robot dinosaurs uh those games all look the same too so i mean Horizon Chase Turbo, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever it is, uh, Horizon <laughs> Forbidden Dawn. What I don't know, whatever that game is that I can't remember the name of. It was free for a minute, and I didn't even download it because I don't care. But, uh, wow. but I mean, it, but it could be, uh, you know, it could it could be a lot of things. You could say that about a lot of things. What about Bioshock Two? That's pretty much DLC of Bioshock One. I don't know why anyone would. It's a stupid thing. Really to say. care that much? <laughs> it is dumb. It's like uh, you reuse the engine. If you have to, to make another great game. Cool. It's a great like, engine. It, it should have another game. Yeah. Make another game after that. Make a Breath of the Wild 3. You know, it's whatever. It's cool. And it's, well, we'll see how, how tired we are after, uh, of it after Tears of the Kingdom. But I don't, I don't think so. I don't think you're necessarily going to be tired of it. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be fun. I think my Switch is going to be sad because it thought it only had to run one Zelda game. <laughs> Maybe it'll and be now happy. it's hard to run like three. It reminded of its youth when it came out in 2017. And yeah. it was less behind the times, you know. Now I'm going to be playing on a Gigantor TV. 
be awesome. Yes, it will be. I still I still never played Breath of the Wild on my on my big TV. I never did. Looks I've, nice. Never tried it on there. I'm sure it looks great. But never never uh I've actually yeah, we'll get into it later, but I think I I played it in I VR, appreciate though. certain elements of it more. Cardboard VR, man. You did. It. I did. <laughs> And I will again. I will play. It in, I will play it in cardboard VR again before uh, Tears of the Kingdom comes out. Well, I think we should um, go through the the Indie World Direct that happened today. Another like uh, spur of the moment, out of nowhere thing. I watched it. Uh, I was gonna try to get up when it when it was on and watch it, but I didn't. You know, I slept through it. But I kept saw. I saw that you were posting stuff on the Slack, and it would like you know my phone would flash, and I I I, th- I thought that you had said completely different things than you actually did because I think I was like half asleep, and I thought that you were spoiling the direct that john was and and i'd oh, really yeah. i realized that all the things that i thought that you read like, that you said were never never happened like none of that happened it was just like kind of part of my half asleep brain and part of my dream too so because i thought you said you were t- talking about some drawing game that was on there that said like oh well this drama drawing is dumb or and you said april is nope. full of games or something which it was actually just like here's the april sales but <laughs> yeah that was that's my own like sleepiness but you woke up pissed at me for no reason no i just i just didn't know <laughs> i just didn't know what this i didn't look at the threads and then i just watched it and then i looked at the stuff and i was like all that stuff i thought that was on there was not actually on there but uh Monique, starting off at the beginning, uh, Monico's Night Market. Hey, finally got a release date. I think Monico's Night Market was when did it, I feel like that was announced in like 2017 or 18. It was like whenever uh, maybe enough. it was 2018 because it was when um, it was when the Messenger came out was when it was announced around really? that time, which I thought was 2018, right? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, 2018. 2018. Yep. So so Monico has been in uh, development hell for years, and it just kind of like it, it looked like you know it, I remember it was that week where there was like three directs back to back or whatever and that Monico was like the big name big uh, game of that one and i was like oh that looks cool and then it just disappeared and then we got a trailer night and markets we... were really hurt by covid yeah so <laughs> they had to shut down our night market for yeah, a while. yeah none of them exist anymore because nobody goes anywhere uh yeah no but it, it you know it still looks cool uh the art style looks very good uh it's a, you know whenever i watch these indie things it's always just kind of like you know are there any of these that i would buy if it came out today and honestly the releases for today were scarce there was like maybe three that were like shadow dropped out of here. I don't know. This indie one didn't really, there wasn't really a whole lot that stuck out to me, but Monico's Night Market, there you go. Got a release date. I'm interested in that one. I think it's cool. My, my time at Sandrock, a sequel to my time at Porsche or, or whatever it is. Which I still haven't played it my time in Porsche, but I do have People a, like it, right? Well, I uh, my friend Dan bought it for me on steam so i i own it i've never played it though and i believe it's also on switch but it you know it looks it looked like your regular uh farming style type game management sim whatever i mean it looked kind of fun you know that sort of thing i never played the other one so i don't know but that one's coming out summer 2023 so i was like okay there's that uh played up roguelike men re- restaurant management sim kind of reminds me of that other one what's overcooked yeah which overcooked was always like way too stressful. Like I, I played that, and I was working at a bar at the time when I was playing it. And, and even like you know, I don't work. You know, Jeremy works at a restaurant, but it reminded me of working at a bar, like the stress of working at a bar and bar backing and making sure that all the shit is where it needs to be or whatever. And I didn't like it because it reminded me of yeah, I don't like overcooked either. About being in a very busy bar, you know. I like more, most of the fun would be in having a bunch of people at couch co-op, and like I just I never am in that situation. So I passed on Overcooked and I'll pass on this one. Honestly, the weirdest thing for me, like, so uh, I wouldn't really 
play this game probably because yeah once again i didn't really get into overcooked i was i like battle chef brigade okay that's a cooking game i could kind of get into but it wasn't quite the same. but uh one of the weirdest thing for me was like i was looking at the publisher and it's yogs cast or wait it's like yogs games or something and that's a division of like this huge like collective that rose up from when minecraft first came out they were called the yogs cast Hmm. And they were literally, they would just play Minecraft. It was like these two people, Honeydew, and I can't remember the other guy, but they played Minecraft together and they became like, they were almost like, uh, they were almost like VTubers before VTubers because they were just known by their Minecraft avatars and their videos. But anyway, they ended up like exploding and being the most popular Minecraft channel for quite a while. We're talking back to like 20. 10 2011 probably so i used to actually watch some of their videos like i would put them on in the background and stuff and crack up at their little jokes they would make and like you know they kind of had like a laurel and hardy kind of thing going like between the two people they just had like a sort of like they they loved each other but you know one of them was the bumbling idiot that was always made fun of blah, blah, blah. but um anyway i just think it's crazy that this that they're publishing games now like they have their own game studio so yeah, that's crazy to think cool. that this game coming out is that. But I don't know if they publish other games yet. But I don't know. What it's it's just interesting how things can change over time. Like what? Maybe we'll produce a game someday. Who knows? Mm. Maybe so. Maybe yeah. And there yeah, and there it is. It, it kind of looks like the. It, it sort of reminds me of like the wobbly games, whatever you want to call them. The ones I I don't think it's like that, but you know like like uh, Octo Dad and stuff like that. Like the way the characters move. Like it kind of reminds me of that. You know where it's like. You can't control the character, and that's fun for some reason. I don't know. People like those games, like Fall Guys and Octodad. I like those games. And just just the way the and just the way the characters moved remind me of that. Say Fall Guys isn't really like that, but it does seem that way when you see how they move. But the controls are actually really tight. Mm. That's coming out in October 2023. Quilts and Cats of Calico. This was based on a table, a virtual. It's a virtual tabletop RPG that's based on an actual tabletop game called Calico, which I'd never heard of before, but. Anybody heard of Calico before? No. Nope. This, this one looked kind of interesting just because I like, you know, just because I like uh, board, you know, video game, board game stuff. I was kind of interested in it, but I still don't really understand what you do. But I, but I do, I do like the uh, presence of cats in this video. You get to see a good amount of them. So that's cool. I like cat, cat representation. So there you go. But yeah, it's like a, you're like making a quilt and cats walk over it. I don't know. It's very cute. You kind of have to attract them with because they each like certain patterns and textures, mm-hmm. I guess. It looked like something I might be willing to try out if it had a decent review and had multiplayer. I don't know. It looks pretty cute. And I do like cat stuff. And you can put hats on cats and whatnot in there. <laughs> I don't know. It looks interesting in that way. But it's not coming out till fall of 2023. So we'll probably all forget about it by that time. Like most of these. Wow. I mean, it, a lot. Of, I mean, you know, a lot of these, like, they have the trailer, and by the time they come out, we don't remember the. It's like coming out the same day as like Pikmin Four or something. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Uh, Rift of the Necrodancer, a um, rhythm game, is coming out. Looked like it had like the Crypt of the Necrodancer universe. Yeah, yeah. It, it looked like it had some stuff that was inspired by like uh, Rhythm Heaven for sure, like some of the side games. I actually thought it yeah. was a Rhythm Heaven game personally. Yeah, but it, it also looks like um, there was a. There was a, a Kingdom Hearts rhythm game. I forget what that's called, but it looks like that too, where you have the characters on the on the Guitar Hero track uh, that are. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The, no, the characters I, are coming down. Chain of Memories. No. Yeah, I think that's, that's an actual. Too. I think that's an actual Kingdom Hearts game. But no, no, there was there was a Kingdom Hearts uh, rhythm game that was on Switch, and I don't remember what yeah. it is because I don't really play those games. But no, I, yeah, I remember that was before they had they did like the cloud versions of the games or whatever. Yeah, it looks like that. 
I don't know. I, I wasn't that much into uh, Crypto the Necrodancer or or the Hyrule one. And uh, I personally, I, I don't I don't like this art style that just reminds me too much of Flash games. And I see that every once in a while in the games. They just look like like Flash games, like they're like too clean or something. And it's just unappealing to me. It was a Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memories is what it was called. Or Melody of Memory, the Switch one. Hmm. But yeah, there, there's kind of like a there's there's sort of like a guitar hero looking thing where like it where the stuff comes mm-hmm. comes down and you fight things or whatever. And I saw that and I was like, you know, I'm just I'm just afraid that this one is going to get all the publicity and people are going to fight forget about Rhythm Sprout, which was a really really good rhythm game that's already on Switch, where you do kind of walk down a line similar to to Guitar Hero and you do fight people within the song and it's done really really well. Like the way you dodge and you attack is all a different thing that you do that's a different beat in the song. And I just didn't want it to get overshadowed by this game, which this one probably will because that's a bigger developer or whatever. But I was just kind of like, eh, Rhythm Sprite was better. So I mean, it depends on whether or not it's good. Yeah, true. But uh, yeah, also, I really, di- I really didn't like the other <laughs> uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer games either, just because I didn't like the... Um, I couldn't get into the whole like moving to the beat and all that. I could just could never Sorry. figure it out. But, you know, whatever. It could, it could be good. I mean, some some of like the some of the attacking and dodging look kind of cool, but like I said, I felt like Rhythm Sprout did it better, like from what I saw in that game, which I didn't beat because it's too hard. But I do want to go back and try to beat it someday. So there was that, and then um, there's some DLC for stuff that already exists, like a little to the left, which I actually got that game. And I played it a little bit, but I didn't play it that much. But I did think it was really cute. It was the one where you organize stuff. And I think it's on yeah. sale now, too. It kind of um, feels like a microcosm of Animal Crossing. Like, if, if you could just, like, go into your kitchen at Animal Crossing and then start, like, fixing the drawers themselves. The sure, utensils. yeah. I mean, you could, yeah. I mean, it's just, like, puzzles based around that, where it's, like, here's a bunch of pencils and here's a drawer. Like, how would you put them together? And there's different ways to do it, but, they, but you get graded by, like, how you do it. So there is, like, a you know oh. special way to do it. Or a particular way to do it. I, I thought it was pretty fun for what it was, but I didn't, you know, I didn't play it for that for that long. But there's DLC, paid DLC coming with more puzzles and stuff, and that's cool that they actually, you know, that they did well enough to be able to add more to it. And there's and there was a cat that was a big uh, character in that game as well, so a big fluffy cat like our like our. Uh, this new, was a good cat, cat direct, wasn't it? That's what I'm saying. I, I like the cat stuff that's in it. <laughs> so so that's cool. I think cats are guaranteed so. Cats are cool. Uh, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon Puzzle Pack DLC. I never, Still haven't played it. Yeah, I never played that game. I, it just, you know, a lot. The problem with indies, and you know, I like indies, but it's, and I think you said this before too, Jeremy. It's like, you know, a lot of it's, it's like, you know, there's too many games out there. It's like, when will you find time to play these games, or is it actually going to be something that, you know, that hooks you or not, or I don't know. There's so many of them that it's, especially on yeah. the Switch, that it's kind of hard to. I don't know. Find time for them. There's just too many games out there. As we'll as we'll hopefully talk about later, how crazy this week and next week are have become all of a sudden. Especially yeah. like I don't know. I feel like the world is trying to destroy uh, Advance Wars or something and <laughs> make sure that it still won't sell anything. But yeah, uh, Shovel Knight DLC, uh, cool. Cult of the Lamb, which supposedly that game is really good, and that is a game on my list of one that I want to play. It's on my wish list for sure. And I because I heard it's amazing. And actually, even watching like the way the game moves, not like not just like the cutscene stuff on this, it looks great. And uh, I like the art style and all that stuff. And it's just like you know, it's finding time to get into these games. But I heard great, great things about Cult of the Lamb, and it's cool that it's getting more stuff. So there you go. I like the um, the whole like you know religious cult simulator thing. I think that's funny. It must be pretty popular because it was the they're asking like I don't know exactly what the contest. They have some sort of contest where they're asking you to 
tweet hashtag join the cult mm-hmm. and that was actually trending on twitter earlier today i was like oh shit what's this about oh it's <laughs> i guess that's cool and then uh, i guess that one of the biggest surprises that Dun- is was that donkey showed up on here this was sort of what i was foreshadowing at earlier the direct cast people yeah it's like what donkey has i've talked about donkey in one of the first episodes when i talked about uh playing undertale one of the first nintendo main episodes oh yeah because that's one that yeah because that's did the video about it became how you heard about it yeah i i remember uh when i worked at another when i worked at another bar uh the owner or one of, or one of the managers whatever he sent me a link to uh to Breath of the Wild, to Donkey Breath of the Wild, and I didn't know what it was. I thought it was just like a, a song or something. So I sent him to link. Uh, I sent him a link to the uh, the System of a Down uh, Legend of Zelda song. Because, <laughs> but then, but that was the first Donkey thing I ever watched was the Breath of the Wild Donkey, and I was like, oh, this is pretty funny. And I do, I still watch this stuff on pretty much, you know, on the regular. So whenever there's new stuff out there, I, I watch it. So yeah, this was the funniest of the videos. Yeah, they they took a. I think they did a great thing where he was just kind of, I don't know, the, the developer is just like, I've been home by myself making this game, every asset of it. And then Donkey's in the background, like trying to walk across some stones in the water and he like falls in the water. It's funny. A little slapstick. It reminded me of that production one movie that I made with Jeremy where we did <laughs> it had a similar scene where, uh, remember that Dante guy was in there and, uh, he yeah. like walks through the background later in the in the movie. Mm-hmm. They reminded me of that. You can find it on YouTube or my one minute movie from from production one. But yeah, it, it reminded me of that. But yeah, no, it was like uh, he's like I did all this stuff by myself. And then this the animal well looks. And he calls himself Donkey too. He like says his own name wrong. So the art style Just... looks cool for Animal Well, and it kind of has. I agree. It, it also kind of has like um, what, what do you call it? Uh, it has like the scan line feel to it, it reminds right? me of like an old pc like yeah. uh the green and black whatever you call that like sort of a right. like yeah, but it has the little line the little scan line <laughs> effect like through the middle of it where it looks extra old i guess but it has some cool looking effects on it i don't know like did you check your watch <laughs> it's crime o'clock when uh actually when I, when i saw this uh i thought it said crime o'clock <laughs> i did too up. i just thought it, i thought it just said crime cock actually yeah i thought it was like crime cock i was like it's the newest trauma superhero crime cock i, I thought it was like a play on uh, chickens or something like crime cock and it, and it'd be kind of and I, I was like oh that's funny it's like time cop but crime cock yeah <laughs> in, in this one you know always they always have these like really super like groany uh puns or whatever and this one was like oh crime o'clock oh i haven't checked my watch yet or something like that i'm like oh my yeah god, oh my god shut up starring jean-claude van dim yeah yeah I was, I was interested in this one i thought it looked like uh, like the visuals kind of look like a Where's Waldo book, and I always like that sort of style that you know a wide shot with lots of stuff going on, mm-hmm. and you have to examine every corner. And that's what this seems like. But there was some kind of element to it where there's time travel, and you can like you can change the present by changing the past. And yeah, and I, I don't quite get this game, but I think I'm I'm interested in it. Yeah, I don't I don't really get it either. <laughs> I was just, it looked kind of complicated, and I was just kind of like. hmm. It's like a detective game with time-based stuff. That's kind of what I. But it does, yeah. It does kind of. It does kind of look a little bit like a Where's Waldo or like highlights, like that type of sort of thing. Oh yeah. Look through it and find all the things that all the hidden images or whatever. It does kind of have that feeling to it. You can best play this game at your dentist office while you're waiting for your appointment. Mm-hmm. While you're waiting. Is it cool if I check up on Goofus and Galant? What do they have to? I'm sure one of them is uh, up to causing trouble. And then after that is uh, Tesla Grad One and Two. Which actually, I thought I thought Tesla Grad too. Like the art of it 
or was the animation or whatever. I thought it looks really good. It does. I think so too. I don't know anything. I remember hearing the name, but I don't know anything about the original game, but I guess they're both available. They both came out today, but I really liked the way it had this like really cool, like storybook feeling to it, you know, like a uh, painterly, whatever. I think it's one of the, you know, one of the yep. OG so indie games on Steam that is finally making its way over. So we'll cool. get, we'll get, uh, we'll be able to play this, the original as well as the. Yeah, they both came out today. Individual or in a bundle. That's cool. Yeah, they both came out today. I don't know what, I don't know what the price is for it, but they both. This one also interests me. I just like physics based puzzlers. So anytime one of that genre comes out, it's got my, my attention. So the price was... for the bo- the bundle is twenty nine ninety nine. Okay. I don't know what the individuals were. What are they, 20 each? I don't know. Yeah. After that is, uh, this was one that, I mean, you were interested in this way long time ago. John yep. was interesting in West of Loathing, probably until you realized that it was an RPG. But uh... Yeah, I actually have the <laughs> game. I bought it. Oh, yeah? And, yeah, so I, so I poked around with it. I just I like the humor of it and the visuals and, and all that. I've not gotten deep into it. I think I've played it for maybe 45 minutes. Mm. So I'm not going to get Shadows over Loathing because I've not played the first one really yet and i've still got that so i give that one a try instead my brother-in-law loved that that first game though and so i forwarded him this today so he's he's excited about it i'm sure yeah i never i never really understood it like it looked i don't know it just didn't yeah it wasn't it didn't really grab me like i was like yeah it it, it was weird because it has rpg stuff but it wasn't like really an rpg like the other one like i don't know and i don't really like the stick figure it's kind of a mix of RPG animation and, of it and um and, and adventure yeah so I just, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't really anything that I that I thought looked that much. But I was like, oh, hey, another um, another like Lovecrafty type game. I was like, I just beat one of those. So well, and I, I, I don't know. I think Dredged was much cooler than looking than this game. But whatever. Uh, here's another game that I have that I only played maybe 45 minutes of. Uh, Blasphemous. I have that first one that's getting a sequel. So Blasphemous Two, and I thought it looked. I thought this one looked pretty good. I mean, the yeah. animation looks a little bit better. Looks a little bit more Castlevania, I guess. I think the other one, my the problem I had with it was that I expected Castlevania, and I got like Dark Souls. I got like two two D Dark Souls. That wasn't really what I wanted. I wanted Castlevania, and I just kept dying, oh. and I and I grew bored with it, so I stopped playing it. So you know, maybe if this one's a little bit more playable, then I'll check it out. But I don't know. The other one was kind of. I just couldn't really get into it because it was. He wanted more effort than I was willing to put in the game, I guess. I mean, between Binding of Isaac and Cult of the Lamb and Blasphemous 2, like, this is just kind of sort of a... <laughs> yeah. It's like an indie staple to just be really dark and spiritual at the same time. And then all the cats, too. This is like a, a, <laughs> yes. a direct of extremes. Well, cats are sort of culty or, you know, they could be considered witchcrafty, depending on what era of time you're looking at. Yeah, they're familiars. Right. Yeah. Which familiars? Yeah. Shadows Over Loading came out today too. I forgot to mention that 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 was a release today. But yeah, Blasphemous Two is kind of like it was one of those things where I was like, well, some of the kind stuff of interesting. Looks... They release it digitally today, but it'll be fall before you can buy it physically. But... I mean, that's kind of a lot of things, though. <laughs> I mean, well, they did, it wasn't that long on Metroid Prime, but they did the same thing with that, where they I guess so released yeah. it digitally, and then it was took a few weeks before they got the physical out. So, and what's after that? Oh yeah, uh, Oxen Free Two, two. Lost Signals. This one that both of you liked. Yeah. Did did Oxen Free One look so like I don't know, like sort of like claymation ish? Like I, I thought the art was weird on this one. I don't know. Did it look like that, where the characters are kind of three D ish, but they kind of look like I don't know. Did did the original one yeah, look like I the way that this one looks? Blends yeah. right in with the look of the original. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I never played the first one, so it I don't know. It was always really like. low lighting, so the characters didn't have like a lot of detail but, but did they did they always kind of have like that that doll look to them I like think they so. do on yeah, here. what you're saying as i recall yes it wasn't like a 
straight flat, you know, storybook style look to it. But it was like, yeah, kind of like five D, two point five D. Oh, okay. Yeah, as far as you know, the characters kind of popped a little. And bit, I remember but... this game being like, like the first one being like ninety nine cents or something when we bought it. Like we bought it was one of those yeah, cases we got it sale. super cheap and then just it was a Christmas sale. We got it for five it, yeah. bucks. Okay, it was fine. Yeah, so I don't know if I'm going to buy this one because I, I liked uh, Oxen Free. I barely I remember just, it to be honest. Yeah, I think it was like a, a great deal at five bucks. I like I liked it a lot for five. Bucks. I liked I the I liked gimmick of the of the radio, like digging through the dial, like turning through the dial to find stuff. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and the dialogue was really cool uh, mm-hmm. and surprisingly in depth for for this type of game. Like you felt like like the dialogue trees had had consequence. It wasn't yeah. just like something that you just selected at random and, and nothing happened. So yeah, I'm, I'm color me interested in this one. I, I don't know. If I'm, I'm not going to buy it day one. But I'm interested. Yeah, maybe we'll get it for five bucks again. Yeah, wait, so. wait for the sale. And then there was uh, after that. There's um, there's like the sizzle reel of uh, stuff at the end. Uh, paper trail. But they called it. Did you catch that they called it several more things? I did not. No, <laughs> I missed it. That's, that's how they ended it, and they called it. They said something like, "Stay tuned." Oh, coming up next, several several more things. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was funny. seven more things. Maybe several more things. Yeah. So it starts with paper trail, which uh, was an adventure puzzle style game uh, with cut out visuals uh, i couldn't gather much about it beyond Same. that from from a little bit but uh know, it looks cool it, it looked like um, just yeah you would just move uh you move paper things around to make your character move on it whatnot then there's a what was it little kitty big city another another cat thing yeah, yeah this looks Which like maybe a, yeah, a maybe you think stray, stray. stray yeah i thought like stray rated g i mean i think like gray I don't know what the other one was rated. And then, uh, yeah, it was, a, you know, it's it, it's just your little cat thing, and you, like, trip a guy that looks like he falls like an Octodad thing. The animation of that, I don't know. They didn't really show much of it. 2024, not even this year. Chance of Senar. Yeah, it looks like an adventure puzzle kind of game. I like the visuals. It's like, cool uh, pastel style to it. Looked like like a lo-fi comic book or something like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I need to see more about it. But it's coming out in September, September fifth. There's some pointy hats in that one too. I saw that you right. put a pointy hat for a blasphemous. These these guys got blasphemous. Some, they got some hats That's too. The pointy hat. Yep. Uh, also pointy hats. If there's one thing that God looks of... down upon, it's pointy hats. Did to he? him, they just look like <laughs> they just look like circles with a little dot in the middle. <laughs> yeah, there's that uh, speaking one. Speaking of circles, uh, rotato. Yes, it's a game where you're or a potato, potato or something. And I don't even remember this game at all from watching it. It, it's only on for a second. Yeah. A potato. It's like a yeah. It's a shoot 'em up thing. I don't know. I never really played those games. Like a twin stick shooter. Twin stick shooter thing. Well, sometime this year. Yeah. Escape Academy. Some more. There's a lot of escape games on Switch, but here's some more. Yeah, it looks like an escape room, first person puzzle game coming out this fall. Five Nights at Freddy's. Scary. I've shit. lost track of Security how many breach. Five Nights games there are now. Oh, actually, that one came out today too. The Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. I've never played any no, of these games today. ever. There's got to be at least yeah. ten Five Nights games. There's a lot of them. Right, because and they are on. They they did release all of them on Switch, but I, I know nothing about those games. Yeah, I think there's five in the main series, and then there's like a couple more. Kind of like I, Night Trap and Chuck Cheese right. combined. Yeah. yeah, it's like a scary uh, yeah. uh, showbiz pizza type thing, right? Where they yeah. where they like come yep. to life and chase you, yep. or whatever. But yeah, I don't, there's another one of those, and it came out today. Uh, there you go. And then this last one is my game of the show. It's Bomb Rush Cyber Funk. We finally got a release date for it. Yeah, coming out on August eighteenth. Looks good too. Looks real good. Yeah, August eighteenth. Yeah, I like I like seeing that and like and finally seeing a release date for it. But I found it really weird that there wasn't like a and and one more thing at the end. They almost they have that on like almost all of these. Like it was several more things. 
I know, but yeah. well, but they normally they do their sizzle reel and then they do one more thing. But this is just a sizzle reel and done. This felt really off to me because they normally do other stuff. I don't know. I thought this. I, th- I thought this indie direct was kind of a snooze. Like there wasn't Same. really there wasn't anything I, that I was really interested in at all that was in there. I mean, aside from you know whenever it comes out, maybe like the only thing I remember is Maniko's Night Market and you know uh, the 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 one that you just said. The I think I think the opener and the closer were kind of like what did for me up. Like yeah, finally getting <laughs> Maniko still exists, and we got a release date on Bomb Rush Cyber. Yeah, I guess Nintendo kind of felt the same way. Like, oh, it's going to be a snooze, so we're going to put the best stuff at the open and close. Sandwich it. Also, I, I I know I've said it before, but the the people that narrate this, their energy is just not for <laughs> early mornings for me. Like, yeah. I would need to drink like eight glasses of coffee before I could listen to them and not be annoyed. I want to hear the indie direct from the people who just woke up. Oh, yeah. Some games coming out, whatever. Uh, I wish they would stop being so happy about these little things. I always just kind of like, yeah, I just kind of like roll my eyes about it. And I was like, you know, all like all of these, you know, it's like you watch it and you're like, well, would you get this if it came out today? And I'm like, no, because this week is already busy with a bunch of other shit. But- if Maneko <laughs> came out today, I would have bought it. Yeah, I might. I would have thought about it depending on what the price was. I, I would have bought I, it today. But you know, we'll talk about it later. But this is a pretty packed week, and next week all of a sudden is too. So yeah, but yeah, that that's the that's the indie direct. It was yeah, it was really kind of like yeah, it was kind of like a. I was like yeah. It's kind of, kind of a, kind of not much for me. Not really anything that jumped out and grabbed me. Same, but whatever. I mean, it's nice to have have more uh, content for the show. But it was just kind of like, yeah. I mean, more games is always good because we want the Switch to do well, and sure. even if we don't like the games, we want that that uh, that install base to stay huge. That way, we keep it. Yeah, and and you know, nothing, nothing against all the people that you know. I like seeing people on here, and I like that they're always from different countries and stuff. I think that's cool. Like how. Uh, how worldly the indies are and all that. And the cat mm-hmm. and all the cat stuff was fun. So I like seeing Seems a whole like bunch the whole of cat world shit. loves cats. Hey, they're great. Cats are great. You know, we got them. We both got some. So fun to have around. All right, cool. Well, uh, why don't we take a break and then we'll come back and talk about stuff that we played and news for the week. Break time. Break time. Break time. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. 
It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Domain. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! Whoa! 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 He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Ah! Ah! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! break since we were just talking about the tears of the kingdom trailer do you want to talk about breath of the wild jeremy sure i played some breath of the wild this week i started a file at least a year ago maybe a couple years ago i started a new playthrough on my uh japanese eShop account you know just uh not it's not japanese or anything but it's you know it's on my separate oh your profile you know, right it's just a separate profile so that's where i play like I've been playing through it again. So I had gotten off the Great Plateau, but I hadn't done much else. So this week, my big goal was to at least get to a um, Divine Beast, which I did. I wanted to get to one of the Divine Beasts. I wanted to kind of get reacquainted with um, the controls of the game. And the Divine Beast is a great place to go because it uses all your... Uh, what are the powers called? The, the ones you use through the Sheikah Slate? Whatever they are. Yep. Abilities, whatever. Those things, you need. You have to use all of them in the... Uh, in the uh, oh, I don't think you have to use the bombs, but you have to use everything else. Um, and that first one, which I think you can play either the, the Rivali one or the uh, Prince Sidon one first, but most people will play the Prince Sidon one first. So that's the one I'm on. And uh, I'm actually at the boss, and I almost beat them right before we started recording, uh, and then I died. It's 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 a hard game. Like I, I'm definitely, admittedly, I'm underleveled, and I've been putting all my upgrades into uh stamina and sort of hearts so i just need to cook some dishes and do some buffs that way but yeah i had the i had the boss on the ropes and then they killed because i don't have any of the like i don't have mitha's grace yet or anything like that i'm about to get that if i be mm. this uh this particular it's the water blade and yeah it's it's still fun i still love this game it still feels great years later it looks great you know i'd forgotten how just like i found i found a new shrine in this playthrough and i was like i wonder if i've ever found that shrine in my original playthrough where i have 110 shrines nope so i actually found a new shrine oh wow and i went and got it in my other save files so yeah and it was based on like an actual like i had to speak to a character and i had never done that i never actually just spoken to the character to you know start the shrine quest so that was why but it was still really cool like uh the, the quest was like um a researcher looking at these statues and the, there was a clue of like when the cursed statue's eyes glow pierce its gaze or something like that i'm like oh, yeah, i never i don't remember that one. doing this i remember not being able to figure it out like i, I never yeah never yeah that was a tough one to figure out yeah i figured or it out i did i figured what it do, out what do you, what i was do like you i don't do? remember doing it uh you have to wait until 
a certain time of night, one of the statue's eyes will start glowing, and then you oh, shoot okay. it with an arrow. Yeah, I always thought it was like a shadow thing or something. Like the I sun did too. had to I be in like, a certain spot, and yeah. Well, I was saying like a light that wasn't because the the character is also like the person you're talking to, the scientist or the researcher is like a light that is darkness. What is that? That doesn't make sense. Wait a minute. Actually, it does, but I can't tell you what it is. But I did think it was going to be like a shadow pointing at something, or it was going to be one of the statues that had something you know different about it that made it stand out. But no, it's just one of the ra- one of the statues randomly has a has glowing eyes at night. Then you shoot it with an arrow. It's not that good. Yeah, it's not as complicated as you would think, right? It's just like it's the one thing you don't think of because you think it'd be a little bit more to it. But I mean, I still I love that the shrines are hit it like you don't see that a lot of them you have to do something in the environment and then they plop up out of the ground you mm-hmm. know sure there's plenty that are visible and that's also exciting you know playing like a, a game that's further back where i think i just hit maybe 30 shrines um in this particular playthrough which i started you know a while ago but it's cool to just like get up on a tower and look and see all the like red things in the background that you still have to get to you know all the little shrines and you can see the towers that you haven't been to yet man this game was it's a very special game and i and i know i've said it before. go back to play it this week like i've that's what i've wanted to play when i've like booted up my switch i want to like, just mess around in breath of the wild a little bit yeah, I really was hoping to have beaten the the Divine Beast, but I haven't yet. But I'm there. And I, I just, like, that's one of four dungeons in the game. I guess five if you count Hyrule Castle. It's sort of a dungeon. Well, there's, but, the, uh, there's the DLC dungeon, too, I guess. Well, I, I guess, guess so. that's DLC. But the uh, the motorcycle, to, to get the motorcycle, there's a motorcycle dungeon. I've never played it. Which I thought was pretty cool. I really enjoyed it. I still don't have the motorcycle, ashamedly. Um, I don't. It's I cool. pay for the DLC, though. But, uh, yeah, the, I just, I don't know. I've loved going back to it and rediscovering, or rather, reacclimating to the controls. And, you know, I, I played... Um, there's a dungeon where it's a tilt control. You know, it's kind of like yeah. the, the Labyrinth game. And I did the same thing I did before where I messed it up and then I just flipped it upside down yeah. <laughs> and the ball falls on it. And you just like, it doesn't yeah. even need to go through a maze. It just, it's just on a flat surface that you just funnel it right where it needs to be. I kind of hope they get rid of those. And I, I didn't really like any of those motion. Those motion. Dungeons. I liked them, yeah. but they were they're really more like of a remnant much. of the motion plus stuff they were really leading into. Yeah, I didn't really... I, I mean, it, it never it never worked right for me. I mean, maybe because also the game was made with the Wii U, but I don't know. Breath of the Wild was made to be used with the with the with the tablet. Yeah, right. Undoubtedly, they nerfed a lot of features and Which, holding that like in your hands and being maybe to see an overhead view of it, you were like controlling it might have been a lot more a lot cooler. I think that I think those things got yeah they definitely got fucked by the the lack of the extra screen. Yeah, I would say you can play it on Wii U. You can go play your Wii U version. I don't know how far you got on that one, but yeah, but they nerfed yeah. the <laughs> they nerfed the features. Yeah, where well, it I mean, didn't use the, the the Wii U tablet the way it was originally supposed to. be. Yeah, no, I know, I know, but I mean, I was saying you could play in that on that version also. Like, if you wanted to start over and not have to use a different profile. No, my my copy's still sealed. Oh, okay, you never opened it. Nope. Sorry, yeah, I mean the beat Breath of the Wild before the new one comes no. out. No, no, I was. Fuck yeah. I just want to, when I hop into, you know, Tears of the Kingdom, I don't want to be like, oh, I got to learn this whole game over again. I want to be, you know, back to where I know this is a weird spot for jump to be, but this is jump. Yeah, <laughs> that's part is. of it. And we can remap all that stuff now, which we couldn't do at the time without like a special controller. But I still like want to get back into that mode of just being familiar with controls and not, you know, smacking my horse with my sword instead of like <laughs> getting on it or whatever, you know. 
we we I guess we didn't mention in the trailer, but like those like weird weird jumps that he does in the trailer, where they're kind of like bigger jumps almost. The gravity jumps, yeah. the gravity jumps, whatever. Yeah, there's these jumps that are like look like much bigger than your normal jump would be. That you I think doing that. It's it was all apparent in the in the even before this trailer when we had the playthrough. Uh, sac- not Sacramento. Anoma, Anoma, Anoma. When he played uh, Breath of the Wild, and we got to see a little bit of gameplay. It was like one of the big things he repeat. I don't know if he repeated it, but he really leaned into like. There's lots of ways to go up. Here's one of them. Here's another one. Like, mm. I just think you know you you talked about the rocket uppercut. Yeah. <laughs> there's just gonna be like um. There's gonna be myriad ways to go upward, and that's gonna be context sensitive or puzzle sensitive i think and uh yeah i don't think you'll just be able to go up whenever you want to at least not initially for sure one of the when you were talking about like breath of the wild as you've been talking about and and finding shrines and stuff one thing i think and i hope i'm sure you can still do this in tears of the kingdom but the coolest thing i thought about breath of the wild is when you like you know you you go up to the top of those towers and you can just look out over the world and you can just get you go in the first person mode and you can just be like okay that that mountain i want to go there and you can just like drop a little thing on it that just like glows and goes to the sky and then you can just go there like I, there's not very many games that can where you can do it like in first person mode where you can just be like, all right, well I see a thing over there, I want to go there, and you can just put a little pin there, and it'll and you'll just be able to see it in the world, and you can just walk towards it until you get there. Like that was that was just it for for that for me. I was like, wow, that's, I never that's really amazing. used that feature, but I know what you're talking. Oh, about. I, I used it all. I use it for everything. On the yeah, I, I did it all the fucking time. Where I was like, all right, I want to go there. I want to go there, and then you just go to the in there glowing, and then you just go to them and all that. And I was just thought it was so cool. Yeah, I do it on a map. I never did it in first person, really. Exactly. Oh, I use oh, the, the best way to do it in first person. No, I love doing it that way. You just like I'm gonna go to that mountain, and then it's like. And the waypoints were more just like because you don't know how don't far know. it away. So it I wouldn't is, get annoyed like, at getting like confused if I had to go back to something. Well, is I would want to mark. I would mark like I'd be like I want to go to that. So then you mark it and you know you can go over there. It was really well. Cool. They definitely teach you that on the plateau. They're like yeah. One of the first things they well when you get that first tower, they're like look at all you, you know mark all three of the. Mm-hmm. You think you have to mark all three of the uh, shrines that are visible on the great plateau yeah the mini that's how you that's how you do it so they taught you that feature early on and it's probably it's great useful but i just stopped using just like i never used a horse like once i didn't use a horse once you get revolving skill you never need a horse ever again well even without that like uh like like gliding on your thing is so much faster than using a horse so i just never even bothered like it's yeah you just jump from a high thing and you go way faster and it's and yeah and if you have like more um grip strength or whatever uh you can you can go farther with that stamina right stamina yeah Oh, it just reminds me of uh, like Shadows of Colossus grip grip strength. Also, uh, we something we didn't mention about the trailers. Uh, you see the little you see the little temple in the background with that little like circle going around it. Is that what the new shrines are going to be? Do you think? I hope so. You've you've seen it a couple times in the past two trailers. Like there's a little there's a little like temple pyramid looking thing that has like these two blue uh, circle smoke things coming out of it. Okay, so you're thinking there's just like a new design for whatever the shrines are. Or- Possibly, I mean they they've wanted you to see it because they've shown it to you twice, <laughs> like in this one and the other one. Either it's the same place or there's a bunch of them that are like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't even that. know what you're talking about. I don't. Oh, I watch uh, when it would. Well, the the Aonuma one where he plays it. It's basically yeah. like the first thing you see when he climbs up the wall. You could see it on the side. It's very it's very prominent in that trailer for sure. So yeah, it's, it looks it looks like a, it looks like a shrine or it looks. Oh, like, I see it. I see it. It looks like a new shrine. Is what is what, yeah. I, is what I thought of it. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe it isn't. Who knows? But yeah, cool. Um, I'm glad you're getting back into Breath of the Wild. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it at some point. Um, I don't know if I'm getting back into it. You know, I don't want to say well that. playing it. You're playing yeah. it again. Whatever you're doing that because it, 
at the very least, I'd like to get back to where I desire to play it, but I'm trying not to overdo it. I don't want to like be bored of it by the time, you know, Tears of the Kingdom comes out. Sure. Which is silly to say, but I just, I don't want it to, uh, to beat a dead horse, which I don't ever ride. Yeah. But it's, it's at like one minute on the Zelda Tears of the Kingdom trailer, by the way, if you didn't see it, the, 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 uh, temple thing that I was talking about with okay. the circles above it. It's at the one minute. Actually, minute. I'm looking at it right now. So I mark. look, I, uh, did beat a game I was talking about last week, which is the last campfire. You did. In yeah. fact, I saw the titular last campfire because you saw the when campfire. You to, <laughs> when you get to the last campfire, the character that is guarding it says, this is the last campfire. So that's how I do. This is it. But uh, it's a great game. I think it's, uh, I, I stand by what I was saying last week, that the the dungeons feel very Zelda, but in a, in a modern Zelda, in a more like Breath of the Wild Zelda kind of way. And I think they're cool. And I think that if you just like some puzzles, I think you would enjoy this game. And you, I mean the royal you, like anybody who would want to play this game, find it on sale. It's cool. And uh, it's so charming. You can't ever die. In it. You can fail, but you can't die. And uh, it's just a nice, wholesome, fun game. When I beat it, I felt sad, but like hopefully sad because it really doesn't end on a necessarily a positive note, but the characters are positive still. So in that regard, it's like facing death with dignity and optimism is sort of the theme of it, I think. And uh, that's why some of these indie games can really throw you for a loop. They're so cute, but they're so they got such a like a, a deep real world theme. So I felt great, you know, having finished it, but I haven't had any sort of desire to jump back into it and get the remaining because, you know, each area you have to save a certain amount of the floor forlorn that you find around and some are harder to find than others, of course. And um, there's several that I haven't visited yet. Um, so there's a lot of puzzles left that I haven't checked out yet, but I just haven't really wanted to get back into the theme of the game, especially knowing now how it ends, like going back and playing those earlier puzzles, even though it's going to be contextually the same as if I had done it at the beginning of the game, I know now darker hills. Yeah, I don't want to give it too much away, but that was my beat of the week, I guess, because I haven't beaten anything else this week. You got through Otherwise, it yeah, I did, and I'm happy to have. And it, you know, it's going along with my wish list. Which talking about my wish list, I've had Loop Hero on there for quite a while, so I bought Loop Hero this week. I got it. Yeah. It was also on sale. It wasn't too expensive. Um, Loop Hero is kind of cool because it's more of a. Do you have this tray? I don't know. I never played it. But I heard it was good. So it's similar to some of the other, like, uh, kind of reminds me a little bit of like a Slay the Spire or, you know, something like that, where it's a roguelike game and you're like using cards and stuff, except there's no cards in this. Instead, you are kind of like playing the role of God, I guess. Maybe not. But you're like overseeing the character and you're creating the environment as the character travels through it. And it's literally a loop that's randomly generated, but it's a loop that the character is going around and each time they complete a full circuit and get back to their campfire, all the enemies go up like a, a level of difficulty and that may be everything from they're harder to kill or they like here in massive numbers or you know what i mean it just it gets exponentially harder the more times you go around the map and you can you just keep getting different like uh turf cards that you can use for the environment that give you certain buffs certain stat boosts and then similarly you get uh different weapons and armor and stuff that have different buffs attached to them or different stats and so you're you're just essentially getting a random 
thrown at you and you're trying to keep your character so i haven't unlocked so eventually i guess you get potions where you can actually heal your character but i can't heal my character right now so like there are certain regeneration type effects i can get through armor but i can't actually like heal my character if they're running low energy i just have to kind of watch them down anyway it's if you played anything like slay the spire or any of these games where you're essentially just trying to get as far as you can with like a limited amount of things at first but you just keep getting stronger each time that's this game and i think it's pretty fun you know it's a different sort of view like you're watching you know essentially like a an old school rpg as far as the battles and stuff are concerned but you have no control over it you're just watching it you're like the person controlling the world but not necessarily controlling the characters and all you can really do is buff up the character you can't heal them as far as i can tell so it's it's interesting. I've played through it enough times that I've got some, uh, whatever the achievements are, you know, I've died really fast or I've like lasted past like a certain amount of loops. And it, it just has a lot of little, like, uh, little goals you can meet as you go. You just want to, you just want to get further each time. And as you get further, you do sort of become stronger. I haven't really, but you kind of become stronger as your initial character. I think there's more stuff available to do with later mechanics get a little further the next round and it does save your progress and continue playing so it's it's something else it's another you know really unique indie game that i think might have got lost in in just the the, the vast of games the, the, the deluge of deluge is that how you say it? sure of, of games we've had for the switch so i always wanted to come back to this so sticking to my wish list fantasy where i want to play games on my wish list and i want to finish them. i remember people talking this up a lot when it came out so i've always been kind of interested in it but yeah i didn't really know how exactly it worked and and it was also just kind of like i didn't know if i would actually have time to play it or whatever so i just i didn't get it yet. but it's got more it. i think i think the fact that you're controlling the world gives it more of a sim feel in the sense of like a sim city or you know what i mean like uh you're getting you get more of the idea that you're your decisions are affecting the world, but you're not actually controlling the world. So that's what's kind of fun about it. Ultimately, your decisions do, though, in the long term, shape the world. Cool. Uh, so I was going to say the last couple of things I have on here are things that maybe you'll be talking about as well. Yeah, we got double things. So talk, I mean, I don't know, talk about whatever you want to talk about next. And I'll just okay. I'll just jump in, I guess, unless it's like the demo. You can just talk about that and then I'll talk about whatever. Right, so I'll just I'll just go ahead and say that I did get the Final Fantasy VI remake as well. You you just got six. You didn't get any of the other ones. That's all I bought. And that's what okay. I plan to do initially. Sure. You know, I might end up spending more money in the long run, but I don't really care because yeah. I really only care about six and uh, four. Five. Right well, five. I do want to play five eventually, five so and I probably will. But I really want to actually finish six before I buy any of the other ones, unless they go on some kind of crazy sale. So yeah. that's kind of my idea here it yeah. was like i bought one of them for way less than buying all of them sure yeah that's and true. i'm actually going to challenge myself to finish finish it before i buy anything else in this at least the series i did the same thing for dragon quest sure i i bought all of them just because i didn't want to end up paying 20 extra dollars later because i do want to play all of them in some some form or fashion also like um like i you know i really want to play six but i want to play five again for sure and and, and uh and and one like uh, Jess is a big fan of the original Final Fantasy on NES, so I thought we could play wow. that, play that really? on Switch. Well, yeah, they they said they played it as a kid, like the, with, with their uh, siblings and all that. Jeez. So, and I never got through that one. I tried getting through it on the NES uh, Classic, but it's too it's so hard. 
<laughs> Never mind. Killed. I was gonna say I, I just said I didn't know they played RPGs, and then I'm like, oh wait, they played they were playing Dragon Quest eleven. Dragon Quest uh, eleven and Earthbound. In the eight bit mode and yeah, I'm sorry. I said and Earthbound was one of their favorite mo- favorite games ever. Well anyway, so have you played any of them? Like I know you downloaded them, but have you had a chance to yeah, play any of them? So yet? so I was uh I was hoping that they were going to do like the 11 o'clock release last night, but they didn't. They didn't release it until 11 a.m. today, so I've barely played Final Fantasy VI. I just basically turned on Final Fantasy VI just to be like, there it is. And then I looked at it for about five minutes, and I just listened to the music, and I went and you know went into the options and changed it to the Super Nintendo yeah. version. And, and I you know I kind of fucked around with the font a little bit to see how bad the other font was, and I didn't think it was that bad. It's just really tiny, and the new one is tiny too, so. It's not that much better. It's and it kind of looks like a mobile game. Like the font makes it look like a mobile game, which I don't like. But uh, yeah, I just turned. It- they they don't. The font doesn't organically match the rest of the assets. I well, the say. font was like huge in the Super Nintendo one, and this one's yeah. like tiny. Like it why, needs is, to be why does it have to be so fucking tiny? Like, and why does it have to look like so much of a phone game? Like that's what bothers me. Is like I I really don't like the font. But uh, there's there's some cool things you can do with this version. I kind of just like went through the. Just look through the options, you know. Uh, I was listening to uh, the Eight Four Play podcast, which is like one of my my favorite podcasts, and uh, they were talking about how they were planning on getting all of the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters and just set everything to times four experience points and just like drilling through the games. And I was like, that's an idea, you know. Just uh, so you don't have to grind, you know. Just kind of play through it and just because they they played all these games multiple times, you know, like all that shit. And I thought about, you know, turning up the experience points possibly. I haven't done it yet, but I did set it to, like, always run, you know. Which I know in yeah. some versions, if you set an always run, you'll actually go even faster when you get the speed boots. So, I don't know if they do that on this so. one or not. But some of the newer versions. I know the uh, Game Boy Advance one, you could do that, I think. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, no, I just played the opening part. Uh, I did, like, where they're walking, you know, where the, the robots are walking across the Mode 7 thing. And now there's now there's a credits there. There wasn't credits originally in the PC version. They added that for this, so that's good. Um, the opening credits, which was in the original game, I did that, mm-hmm. and I just I just got to the fucking dude in the shell. Like that's about as far as I am. The the you know the Gru. Even though he says something different now, it doesn't say Gru. And I don't, I don't think I like that. He says Erg. It's like yeah, it's like Gask or something. Like it's stupid. But it's I miss I miss Gru. <laughs> I do too. If, uh, if, I didn't get a whole lot further. If the you, one I'm dude at. doesn't say Spoonie Bard, I'm gonna be really mad. So I just walked into <laughs> uh, Figaro Castle. So yeah. That's oh, okay. Yeah. So you, well, you're, you're. I figured you were farther than I am, but but I mean, for but any, it's just what I played today, yeah. and because um, I I downloaded it last night, I was under the impression like you that I might get to play it. I downloaded it like last week, yeah. <laughs> just so I could see all those beautiful icons on my Switch. So I, I booted it up today when I got home from work. So I probably like four thirty or sure whatever. I played. I played. Forty something minutes of it. I think I have clocked. So yeah, I'm at a. I got to do the battle where you get to. And I, I said at the top of the show, I got to use my Moogle battle where oh, it's yeah. the, they very early we on introduce protect. you to the yeah. multi-party sort of mechanic that ends up being like one of the worst parts of the puzzle design in this game. Later, I don't know. Some people probably actually liked it, but I didn't. I liked it. The the where you did where the where there's that big battle where you get to use all your different characters and. I mean, they do it a few times. I think you have you have yeah. to do it in the in the Kefka Tower at the end too. But I, I always thought it was cool. Like I liked it. It's okay. But anyway, they teach you really early on that this is a mechanic that you're going to have to use later. And yeah, I thought it was cool. I like seeing all the mogs and just they they're all like some M name and they've all got different powers. But you can really only use bite. But they all do different stuff. It kind of gives you also like a, a 
sort of like a preview of like uh, weird like broken builds you might be able to do later or something because the mogs are just so silly but I like it I like uh, the way it looks and it looks great on the big TV and it sounds great I've I've, do- I've gone back and forth between the two scores I'd, I'll stick with the new like the remastered score it sounds mm-hmm. good um, yeah I just uh, I like the Super Nintendo version better it's, it sounds fine it's, there's nothing against it but I just, yeah, I automatically switch to Super and Nintendo just because I, I mean, love that soundtrack. Trey, you as well. We could be playing this already on our big TVs through the Wii U or through our SNES Classic. But it's we, okay to play it here because it's like widescreen. Yeah, right? it, it, the widescreen does look kind of cool. Like just getting to some, really cool. some of the battles. Like I was like, oh, this looks neat. Like it never was this widescreen. But I actually haven't played it on my TV yet. I've only been playing it on the OLED, just handheld. So, which looks great as well. I mean, the OLED looks awesome, but it looks. Anything like pixely look like really pops on the OLED, so it looks really good on there. So I would just, I kind of just put it on handheld because I've been doing laundry all day and I didn't really have time to to get to it. But I but do I, recall when this game first, do it. when these games were first announced and they started showing off like the updated pixel art. It was designed to look like how you remember it than how it actually was, like more so. So I think they did a great job. Like nothing to me has looked uncanny. You know, I haven't seen a whole lot, but. Well, I guess they, they, I heard they used like the same artists to redo it, like just to make it a little bit more detailed. That's what I heard from a review I was watching earlier. The same pixel artist from the original one. So, and you can, and it showed like comparisons between like, you know, like Final Fantasy 2 slash 4. And, and you can see like that their heads are a little bit more detailed, but it's really similar. But I guess like the major changes, of course, are like one through three, the NES ones. So, but I'm excited, you know, I'm excited to play all of them. I mean, this is undoubtedly the best Final Fantasy game there is. Yeah, I mean, Final and, Fantasy VI is one of my favorite games like ever. So and I have it really now nice on to have my it on Switch. Switch. Yeah. And I can play it in widescreen on my giant TV. I'm, I'm excited. You got. You I haven't done yeah. much, but you know, I I do I do plan on beating it. I'm going to say that I do plan on beating it, and I want to teach everyone Ultima. Everyone's <laughs> going to learn Ultima. You can also uh, you can also um, make your AP higher, like your magic AP. Like you can you can uh, oh cool you can learn spells quicker, and also you can get more money. You can make it to where you make more money as well. I didn't know all that. I knew you could increase the speed. I didn't know you could like yeah. increase like all that other stuff. Another another so just on the whole menu. Yeah, it's it's in. Uh, I think you. I forget what's. I think it's like boost. Is it's it's under okay. the boost option. You go to configuration. It's under boost. But another co- really cool thing you can do, and you can actually do it without being in the menu, is uh, if you click on the right stick, you can turn off the auto battles automatically. Like you can automatically turn off the random battles. So if you're like stuck in a dungeon or something like that, or you want to get to the save point and you're about to die and you ran out of potions or whatever, you just click it and then they won't attack you, and then you can just walk through the thing without getting hit. And that's mm-hmm. that's great. Like I I mean. The was it Bravely Default One had like a slider where you could change like how often the battles were and all that. And I would do the same thing where I'd get stuck in something, I'd turn it all the way off and then I, you know, try to find where the save point is and then turn it back on. Or you can turn it all the way up if you wanna like if you wanna grind or whatever. But I just think it's really cool that you don't have to go to the menu, you can just click the stick and then it's just they just won't attack you. Like in case you just are lost and you just need to get your bearings or whatever, you know, it really helps. I like that sort of like, you know, whatever quality of life shit that's on there. But I'm happy to play it, and I'm re- I'm I'm really happy to I want to play through Final Fantasy V because Final Fantasy V is an incredible game, and it has like you know the classes and all that shit, which I love. But I remember discovering this game through like such a class through like emulation when I was in college, and it was like almost like you had found this treasure that nobody knew about, and it became this really popular thing. Like I remember my roommate Toby uh, of uh, Red Hot Valentines. 
uh, would play Final Fantasy V on my computer because he'd never seen it before because it was never released in America at the time. And it was just a huge thing. And, and yeah, just all the like, just probably the first time I'd ever experienced like class changing, like with your characters and how you can like, you know, what what is like used so many times, you know, and like like Dragon Quest Seven, like Xenoblade Chronicles 3, like all these different games use this now. But the first time I ever saw it was in, was in Final Fantasy V. Even though I think that Dragon Quest III was the first ones to do it, which came out much before that, but I hadn't played that yet. But it was just amazing for that. And it's cool that you can up the... Now it's easier to like max out the classes and get through all the shit and all that stuff. So I'm very excited to play 4, 5, and 6 for sure. And I want to play 1. You know, maybe I'll fuck around with 2 and 3. It was I basically got 2 and 3 for free, you know, pretty much. Like if, if I was to just buy 4, 5, and 6 and 1, it would have been around the same price as getting the whole thing. So I just went for the whole thing, is what I did. But yeah, Final Fantasy VI probably one of the best games ever is now on switch the Hooray. switch is officially the final fantasy machine now yeah i made a little i made a final fantasy group of all my is final thir- fantasy stuff you you can't get 13 on 13 switch. is like the only one that's not there yet well or 11 yeah. but nobody plays 11 anymore well 14 also well 14 yeah and then 15 is like a truncated version or like a, yeah it's a chibi version. whatever version nobody wants to play that so yeah we get that's enough about that so talk about the demo and then i'll speed through the rest of my stuff Sure. Uh, and then the last thing, and it had been recommended to me by my good friend, Trey. Hey, that's me. To play the Dredge demo. And I did, and I really liked it. Um, I think by the time I was starting to like it is when, you know, it was like you said, I should have just, well, I couldn't just buy the game, but maybe I should have just stopped playing because I was starting to really get into it. And then it's like none of the upgrades were available in the demo so i couldn't upgrade my ship but i had actually been out like dredging for materials and didn't realize that so yeah i don't know this totally seems up my alley but the limited amount of time i had with it was good but i i would say i really still don't have like a, a firm grasp on this game other than it's kind of like a nice blend of genres that would be really cool trey you take you take it now dredge yeah so uh dredge the game the great the game the legend i played the until the demo was done by the way I, uh, <laughs> I will, I will oh so you so you got the first uh piece of collectible or whatever yeah Th- that's that's how it sends you to the next thing because i was like uh I, when i was playing the demo i was like how do i like how does this demo end like it seems to keep going i was like oh i need to get that one thing and then because you can't access any of I think the it's other when you give it to the character is when it and so had yeah, I not sure, given yeah. it to that character, I could have kept yeah. playing. So, so I beat Dredge. Dredge has like been like the only thing that I've been playing pretty much since I got it. Cause I think it's really cool, but it, I mean, it's, it's so unique. Like you, you know, you move around as a ship, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of wind waker a little bit. Just, you don't have to control the wind Same. or anything. Thankfully you can go wherever you want, but you can, uh, but you can upgrade your engine in your boat and make your boat faster and, you know, stuff like that. And you can upgrade your, your fishing pole to catch different types of fish and, you know, yada yada yada, that type of thing. You can get a you can get a draw a net that you can just kind of like drag behind your ship that'll just automatically catch fish like as you're moving, which is really cool. It's basically like the you know the lazy way of catching fish. You can just like drag that, and wherever you're going, you'll catch like three, I take it three your or four fish on the way there. Expands a lot as you go. It does actually. When you buy a net, the net is its own separate inventory, which is nice. That's so cool. like whatever you catch in the fish in the net, you don't have to worry about moving stuff around even though i kind of like that because that reminded me a little bit of resident evil 4 even, yeah you know where you're like moving the shit in the in the like uh you know in, mm-hmm. in your in your bag and all that but no dredge is cool it's uh 
Yeah, it's a fishing game. You know, you catch these fish, but there's this whole, like, haunting darkness or whatever. Whenever the sun goes down, it becomes night. There's, like, sanity effects that happen that sometimes you'll see boats that aren't there or rocks that aren't there or whatever. There's, like, an eyeball. That's yeah, there's a little eyeball that moves around and, like, how red it gets depending on how, like, how. And and, the, and when you meet people in the town when you're, like, kind of, when you when the eyeball's big, they'll mention it. They'll be like, hey, you look, like, not good. Like, you need to, uh, you, you should sleep, go, yeah. you should go get some sleep or something, which I thought was really funny, but. But yeah, no, you get to the point where it's not really that much of an effect to you. Like I, I said, I last week I said I, I went through a whole night, like till five in the morning, but but I was still seeing shit because I didn't sleep yet. So, and you can kind of like sleep and then wake yourself up whenever. So if you don't get back until like three a.m., but you need to get up, but it'll normally get up at six. You can go back to bed and like wake up at ten or whatever. You can kind of change that. But but yeah, it's just cool. There's all these different puzzle things that you do based around these different. Uh, there's these different island things. There's like a four in each corner, and there's one in the middle. And you go to different places to find the specific uh, item. It's like the thing that continues on. But there's all these extra extra uh, quests that you do in there where you have to catch specific fish. You have to catch like legendary fish for everybody. And I, I did all of the side quests. Like I did all of them. And it's oh, not cool. it's not that long. But I kind of it was one of those games that I thought it was so good that I still wanted to play it afterwards after it was over. You know, I was like, I wish there was more stuff. So you're hoping for DLC. Well, there there is kind con- there is a DLC thing, but it's just an item. It's not actually story because oh. there is a thing you can buy, and all it is is a key to that shed behind the guy's house that you go and bring the shit to, and you can open that, and there's some stuff in there that'll give you a little bit of an advantage, I guess, to get through the game. And it's like five bucks, but I I didn't buy it because I'm like, it's just, it's not going to do anything for me. I already, you know, this as much, I have a lot of fun with the fishing and all that in this game. But if you like, you know, if you do like I do and just ke- keep catching shit to like upgrade your, like I had my my boat upgraded like all the way pretty much before I got to the second island. Like I got like that crazy with it. So it kind of gets to the point where money doesn't really matter that much anymore. <laughs> like if you just keep getting stuff and, you know, I think I ended up with like 9,000 bucks or something at the end. Because I just had nothing left to spend money on because I had bought whatever I wanted, you know, whatever. So it kind of has that bit to it. But I said it's probably the worst thing about it. But I, I felt like all the little things that you do in each island is unique. Like there's one you go to where there's a big squid in the middle where it's like tentacles come up and try to grab you. And you have to like, you have to go to this uh, warehouse and you have to like send out this sonic noise that'll like make the squid not attack you. And then you go over there. Like, like, like stuff like that. Or there's like one with a giant eel fish thing that'll chase you but you can't like you know you can't kill it or anything so you just basically have to like kind of like get it to go one way and come around and then go back where it was and catch the thing like there's there's like sort of like cat and mouse type of stuff like that there was this one where where these little these little fish will like will grab the bottom of your boat and they'll make you go slower and then there's a bigger version of them of one of them that will come and like kill you and i didn't i didn't figure it out until i was almost done with that island area but but there's like volcanoes under the water that you can see that are kind of like blowing up and you basically have to go over the volcanoes and that'll kill the fish that are attached to the bottom of your boat. And I'm like, that's really cool. I mean, it just has like these just really cool ideas that I just haven't seen in a game before. And I just really, I liked it a lot. It's definitely on my list for game of the year. Like I really, like I played it until I was done with it. You know, I just was like, it kept me interested. I, I liked the stories and all that. And you get you get little extra powers like every time you get a new thing, you know, they give you a new thing to do. I think the first one they give you like a turbo where you can go faster. Probably my favorite ability that you get is uh you know, because there's there's little pockets of fish that you catch, you know, there's like little uh, bubbles that you see coming up and you go over them and you'll yeah. catch all the fish that are in there. 
There's one where you can use magic to just basically kill all the fish that are in that bubble and then just automatically take them all out and put in your boat. And I was like, I love that. That's like fishing with dynamite, you know, or like fishing with magic. You know, you're basically like, you just kill all of them. And you, you get a specific bait later where you can just throw down the bait and you'll just catch all of the type of fish that are in that area, you know, and they'll all come to the bait. Like there's, there's really cool stuff like that that you can do later, which I was really, was really fun. And it, yeah, I had a great time with it and I beat it. So I got my beat of the week and there's two, there are two endings. I'll say that. I don't want to say how you get either of them, because if you do play the game, I want you to figure out on your own because that's kind of how I did the second, the second ending, the good ending or whatever. I just kind of randomly found it just when I was just trying to look around at some of the islands that I hadn't explored yet. But there was this whole story thing. I found a character that knew a thing and I had to talk to another character and that's how I got the good ending. But if I would have just found the regular bad ending on my own i still would have thought it was pretty cool i'll just say that because it is like yeah it's pretty dope it reminds me of a it reminds me of a lot of things but i don't want to mention those things because that would make it sound spoilery or you would kind of know what it what do it you feel to. like the game's kind of a one and done though like do you have a desire to go play through it again or are you just kind of like eh. maybe i don't know i mean i would love i mean i would definitely play a sequel i'd buy a sequel in a heartbeat or if there's dlc i'd definitely do that but i feel like as of right now i feel like i've done everything i need i, I did you know that i could do and i did yeah. do everything you know i did all of the extra all the extra missions and i even looked around online a little bit to see if i missed anything but i think i got everything but i was i was pretty thorough with all the islands and all that i kind of like tried to f- cover all the areas and you know, there's like there's a there's like a side thing where you like find a dog, and I found like a owner for the dog and all this other shit. And it's just it's cool. It has a good story, and the characters I think are really are done really well. And and the ending is kind of like yeah, it's kind of out there, but I liked it. <laughs> so well, I, def- I definitely rec- want recommend to it. give this game. Yeah. I'm, the demo had me excited to play more, and then I was like, oh shit, it's over. So yeah, that's a, that's a sign of a good demo. And it's kind of good game, I guess. So. It's a yeah. shame it uh, won't carry. It, it won't carry on. But like I said, did the you say not, it was a twenty five dollar game or twenty four ninety nine? Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. But I think it was. Worth I might it. wait I, a little bit. I don't know how much. I, I want. To I don't know how much time it I put in it, but I think I at least put twenty hours into it. At least, I mean, I whatever how long to beat, probably whatever the hundred percent. I mean, I didn't catch all of the fish, but I caught most of them. And I did beat teach. It. I, ca- I caught. It. I caught the uh, legendary ones. Like I caught like the Colacanth and stuff like that for that for that mission. So I, I did that. But yeah, it was it was really really cool, and I had a great time with it. Yeah, we already we already talked about Final Fantasy. I just want to talk about a couple things really quickly, and then move on from there. Uh, I've been playing more Pokemon Stadium. I just want to mention that Pokemon Stadium is the perfect editing game ever because you don't do anything. You don't have to move. All you do is. Pick a move, and it does the move, and that's it. You just hit a button, and it does its thing, and it's like the best editing game I've ever done. But uh, last week, we talked to uh, you know to Craig and Michelle about Ghost Lord and the Quest for Dark Presence, and I was actually on their 24-hour stream on Twitch, and that was pretty rad. So I uh, last last Friday, um, I, I, I heard they needed they needed more guests, and I just hit them up, and I was like, hey, uh, because they were looking like for retro content, and I was mm-hmm. like, you know, what do you? I'm like, I'm not doing anything. What you know, what uh, what do you need? So I, I basically I jumped on for about 45 minutes, and uh, we just played. Uh, we played Pokemon Stadium online. Like I I played that with some of the people there. That's and, awesome. Uh, we played uh we we played the mini games. We did play through the mini games. I got my ass beat uh by by the other person and by the uh computer. I'm not very good at the mini games, but we played the stadium version as well, like the battles with with the Pokemon types and all that, and I won all of those, so that was pretty cool. So, but yeah, we talked about uh it was fun. We just talked about old Pokemon shit, like the original 151 uh generation, like the original first generation of Pokemon and different characters and stadium and, you know, and stuff like that. So I yeah, I just I talked to the guy who was running the stream and I was like, "What do you want to do?" And I was like, uh, you know, he's like, "Well, you know, 
I was like, I can call in for some multiplayer stuff. I was like, do you have Nintendo Switch Online? Do you want to do that? And they're like, yeah, let's do that. So, yeah, I just I just popped on and we played uh, we played Pokemon Stadium for a while, and it and it was <laughs> cool. And yeah, so we did that for for like forty five minutes, and I ended up kickstarting the the movie as well. I put down a I did the twenty five dollar where you get the free copy of the movie because you know I'm gonna want to watch the movie anyway. That's how I feel. So I'll just support it. So, so it's not a free copy. Well, it's a copy. You support it, but you also get the movie. I mean, you're gonna buy. I'm gonna buy the movie anyway when it comes out. So yeah. I might as well just pay right. them ahead for it. And that's kind of how I feel. So I was like, cool. Speaking of that, uh, they got nine days to go on that, uh, which will be seven days by the time this posts. So be sure to get to Kickstarter and supposed to uh, support uh, Ghost Lord in the quest for Dark Presence. They they did a, they did pretty good on their 24 hour stream. Like they they raised more than they thought, and they had like I, I kind of popped in and out just to see what they were doing. They had Tim Kitzrow on there as you know, is the person from the opening yeah. of our show and NBA Jam. But they had Tim Kitzrow. They had the maker, the maker of Qbert. Uh, they had, like, you know, people from Mortal Kombat, like actors that were in the game. Like, they, they basically brought in all the people that we know from Chicago. From the Chicago oh, area they're right that. at like, 75% there on their... You know they had the Mortal Kombat guys, and it was yeah they they had a ton of guests, and and it was I was nice I was honored to be one of those guests as well. So thank you. They're for, pretty close. For having so us hopefully, on there. They, you know, people can can go out and support them and and uh, get them close the deal. You know, forty five thousand three hundred thirty dollars out of sixty thousand dollars is what they're looking for. So go on and, and uh, yeah support them. Yeah, yeah, check that out. And I know we got a, a lot of like retweets and stuff like that on our last show. So yeah, cool. And I will be posting our interview for the general listener this week yeah cool i was gonna yeah i was gonna ask if you could post that uh and just one more a couple more things uh i played battalion wars on gamecube on my stream on twitch.tv session main podcast that game's hard but it's great uh i wish there were safe state in it that's all i'll say but uh if for anybody who's not familiar battalion wars is basically like advanced wars except in more real time and you basically get to actually walk around as the characters and the tanks and fly the planes and stuff like that. And it was it was a really cool idea for what it was when it came out, and it was fun to play it again. I'm I'm in the advanced wars mood because that's coming out at the end of the week, so I did that. And also, I tried to play my PlayStation on my phone, and it didn't work very well. That's basically what that was. But I did learn how to soft hack my uh, Amazon Fire tablet to make it to make it where I can download anything that's on an Android phone. So that was pretty rad. So now it's crazy. Like all you have to do is like download like four different uh, Google files and like rest and like install them and restart your uh, tablet. And then all of a sudden, like a tablet which is sworn to never stream to Chromecast because it's Amazon, it only streams to Amazon Fire. You can make it stream to Chromecast like that, and it's pretty fucking rad. That's so, awesome. So, so I did that. I did it to try to make it into a, a remote play thing for PlayStation Four, but I just I couldn't get it to work. I couldn't get I couldn't get it logged on on my tablet and. I got it running on my computer, but I couldn't get any like controllers to work. So if anybody knows how to do that, you know, let me know. I can get it. I can get it to work on my phone, but I have to use like I have to try to play it with the touch screen, and it's terrible. Like especially if you're trying to play Yakuza like that, since it's like an action fighting game. You know, it just it's not it just don't work is what it is. But it made me a little bit more interested in the backbone now because I know that you can automatically turn your phone into port into a portable PlayStation Four with that thing, which is pretty cool. Or five if you have that as well. I also just pledged twenty five to Ghost Lord. Oh, nice, Jeremy. Three did it while we were talking. Way to go! So I also get the movie. Yeah, I mean you're gonna get that anyway. Oh well, I mean I don't know how you feel, but I was like, well, I want to watch it when it comes out, so I'll just pay for it now. And this is my third Kickstarter that I've done. 
Number three, because it was a sea, what Sea of Stars, uh, the wrestling game, and now the and now this as well. So, and I think I have like three different profiles because <laughs> I didn't know that they're whatever. But John, talk to me. Yeah, I went back finally. Broke my almost, I think maybe over over two week streak of not playing the Switch at all. Uh, I went back to playing Hitman. Yeah, you know, more of the same. Uh, but the new thing that I did is I played the Genesis games that came out last. Was it last night? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was real. Yeah, yeah. There were uh, there were new Genesis things that happened, and there's some good ones in there. Like, uh, yeah, Pulse Man, Kid Chameleon, Kid Chameleon. The yeah. Street Fighter Two mm-hmm. game is good too. I don't know. Will does it let you use all the buttons if you're using a, a non Genesis controller? Have you tried that yet? Uh, I just use the Genesis controller. I don't know. Okay, because nice. I, I, I wanted to see if you could use like with eight bit Doe if you could use because that has six buttons because that game was compatible with the six button Genesis controller if you could do it. I'm sure there must be a way because it's a pretty good it's a pretty good version of Street Fighter, I think. So wasn't that a Pokemon company or what, Game Freak development? Game Freak, uh, yeah. Pulseman, yeah. Which yeah, I have it, I have it on Virtual Console for Wii, but it's a cool game. Yeah, I, I tried it last night. It's a, it looks really polished. It's almost like a looks like Mega Man or something like a like a I don't know a, like a better looking version of Mega Man or something. Like a treasure uh, made Mega Man, I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's a good good analogy actually. I didn't play too much of it, maybe. Maybe 10 or 15 minutes, mm. but it seems like a cool game. Uh, Kid Chameleon, I've already played a bunch of that, so I didn't, I didn't go back to that. But uh, Yeah, that's, that's the one thing I never, I haven't played out of all the stuff that was added. I never played Kid Chameleon. I had it on the Wii. Yeah. Uh, Flicky, I went and played Flicky, which Flicky. <laughs> was like, it looks like there's a direct inspiration from Mappy. It, it was, or, actually. I yeah. looked it up on Wikipedia, and uh, when Na- Mappy came out in 1983, and, and, and Flicky came out in 1984, and like in the mm-hmm. first like line of the whatever on Wikipedia, it says that they were they made Flicky specifically to try to like outdo Mappy what Mappy was doing. So it was obvious that they were inspired by it. They A-cab. Were trying, they were trying to like make the Mappy killer or whatever, you know. A cab. A cab. Mappy's cop. Oh yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch that, but yeah. But no, I, I've heard. I mean, Flicky was like that was wasn't that like one of Sega Sega's like first arcades? Like it's pretty. I've heard about it in that way. Like, is it being like you know? Yeah, it's like a, legendary. I mean, if you know Mappy, you know, it, it feels exactly like that. You know, in all the ways that uh, those those games feel kind of antiquated today. It's still fun. I think it's a fun game. I, I played Flicky because it was unlockable on the on the Sonic Collection on GameCube. You could play it on there. So that's how I played it on the GameCube game. But I'm happy to see more Genesis stuff on there. I, I saw that you have, have you popped into uh, Mario Maker Two since the movie? Oh yeah, I did go back and play that this is, week too. Is there yeah. any like? Uh, is there any? I, I mean, I guess it's it's not really like Splatoon where you'll like go to the lobby and you'll see like everybody's artwork about everything. Like, do you see any sort of presence of the movie in Mario Maker Two? I was curious if like no. somebody had made a level that had a reference to the movie or something like that that you came across i'm sure somebody has somewhere yeah but uh mario maker is as much as I like the game the interface is not that great so it's not yeah. like you can see what's what's happening in mario maker 2 today the way that you can in, in, in splatoon yeah it's a, it's, a, it's a shame that you, yeah you can't just go in like you do in splatoon you just go into the lobby and it's like oh this is what everybody's talking about and, you know it'll be like right. they'll have like whatever team they're going for on the Splatfest or whatnot well, i wanted to say this when we were talking about the movie too like when when they did the the uh, when Peach did did the the training level or whatever, mm-hmm. like why wasn't that a reference to Mario Maker? Why wasn't that like she's putting together a oh with uh, the hat level for <laughs> with the hard yeah. hat or something? Yeah, like, that'd be that cute. was a perfect opportunity for that. They just they went with something rather nonsensical 
Um, and I, yes, I realize I'm saying nonsense about a movie about floating blocks and mushroom people and all that stuff. Uh, but the, the giant question mark block that came up out of nowhere and then separated, like that's not from the games at all. Yeah. Why didn't you make that a Mario Maker reference? That was right yeah. there for you. I, I don't know when it's going to show up on the free feed, but I listened to um, to Retronauts uh, Mario movie podcast, and I really enjoyed it because I feel like everybody's been you know talking about how much they love the movie or whatever. I even put out a thing on Twitter. I was like, podcasters, who hated the movie? Please tell me that you recorded a thing about it because I just... I need to hear somebody else talk about how shitty it is because I'm tired of everybody saying that it's great. And uh, finally, I got to listen to Retronauts one, and I loved it. They were basically said the same things that we did, but yeah. it was it was nice to you know I like to hear you know I like to hear podcasts uh, talk about you know basically say what I already feel and just need another voice to just let me know that they feel the same validation. way. I need somebody else to say that movie sucks is what I needed, and that's what they did very much. And they. I was laughing out loud. I was like vacuuming and listening to it, but I, uh, wow. Yeah, it was, uh, there was some funny, I mean, they had some really good points in there that I was, yeah. And they said a lot of the same stuff that we did, but it was nice to hear somebody else say it as well. You either have a quiet vacuum or your headphones were turned up way too loud. I turned my headphones up all the way while I vacuum so I can hear the podcast. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> I put them on like eight or whatever so I can hear it over the vacuum. My vacuum's not that loud though, I don't think. That sucks. Yes. Literally. Well, nice. well, let's uh, let's just talk about some quick news things. One thing I want to say before we leave, the most important news thing of the week, I think, is that Xenoblade Chronicles 3, the story DLC, is coming out next fucking week. Like, what the fuck? Like, what, like a crazy drop out of nowhere. I thought that was coming out in, in like, December. Yeah, like, you're done for. They kept saying it was coming out at the end of the week. It's got. I was watching uh, Nintendo World Report was did, did, like, a video about, you know, breaking down the, the trailer or whatever. And they're like, they're like, Advance Wars is so screwed because they just, because they just dropped Xenoblade Chronicles three, like coming out a few days after the Advance Wars, and I'm still gonna get it because I bought. I mean, I pretty much already bought it because I have a voucher. But, but yeah, it's like throwing Xenoblade like right there, and like Final Fantasy right before. It's like who's even gonna, who's even gonna play it? I will, and I'm gonna eat salad in a bag while I do it. But, uh, but no, uh, yeah, fucking Xenoblade Chronicles three. The sequel, which is called, uh, was it Future Redeemed, I think is what it's called, like uh, as a reference to to the, the Future Connected, which was on the Definitive mm-hmm. Edition. Um, it's basically the combination of all the characters coming together now. Uh, Rex is in there. He's older and he only has one eye now. He's lost an eye. Uh, Shulk is in there. He's older. He's got longer hair or whatever. Um, I guess uh, Noah and Mio somehow came back together. Spoilers, but at the end of Xenoblade Chronicles 3, they separate the worlds and they don't get to see each other again which is very sad but uh they somehow they come back together and they have kids that was actually a different timeline that you saw like about halfway through xenoblade as well and xenoblade 3 about when mio and noah got together and noah becomes selfish and ends up becoming a villain because he doesn't want to lose mio or whatever but uh, yeah there's a they're basically they're bringing all these characters together there's a character in there called a which is the beginning which is the the top of the consoles all the consoles were named after different letters we never saw a we saw the other ones that's going to be the main one, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I, I I really expected this not to happen until like towards the end of the year. So they kind of just like put a fire under me there. I'm like, holy shit, damn it. And now I got to play Xenoblade Chronicles 3 again. Just when I, had, you know, I, I, I never forgot about the game because I love that game. But just when I thought I had some, some freedom from Xenoblade, they're just like, oh, no, wait, no, next. I, I just couldn't believe it. it's just like, here's the here's the trailer. And next week, the 25th, I'm like, what? Damn it. Now I got to go back and get all those other heroes and see their stories. Mm-hmm. And and it's gonna it's DLC. It's gonna be like you know thirty bucks for the whole thing with all the heroes. But the you know the DLC in itself is gonna be like fifty hours because that's how their fucking DLCs work. Like the Torna, like even the Torna game or whatever for Xenoblade Two. I think that 
took me like 40 50 hours to get through that and that was just a you know that's like the that's like the size of a regular game like this is a dlc oh yeah and they announced a release date for the amiibo for the uh for the pira and the um uh, mithra Mithra. yeah yeah pira and mithra from um from xenoblade chronicles 2 and also the super another surprise uh they're doing noah and mio amiibo for xenoblade chronicles 3 I would love them to just make all six of the Amiibo characters. I, I, I want my Uni Amiibo, damn it. She was so cool. She was my favorite one out of all of them. But yeah, no, that would be it would be cool if they did all of them. But I'm, I'm just happy that they're doing something from Xenoblade 3 in the in the way of Amiibo. Because, so. yeah, that game's badass. And, and I thought I was free from it, but it's just pulling me right back with this trailer. So I'm like, damn it. We gotta mention that there's a big sale because of the uh, the indie direct. A lot of indie games are on sale. Um, there is a huge list, but I had a couple that I I, I thought was worth mentioning. Uh, Spirit Fair seven forty nine. That game is really good. It's like you know Animal Crossing meets um, yeah I don't know. You're on the high seas as a as a pirate. And it's it's a nice cozy game. Well worth it for seven forty nine. Ninja Turtles, I'm sure a bunch of people have, but in case you don't, now it's on sale. Uh, Shredder's Revenge is on sale for nineteen ninety nine. Five bucks off. We've been talking about Abzu a lot recently. Yeah, That's yeah, I marked that because six ninety nine. Yeah, Jeremy just played that, and yeah, Abzu is. I played it too. Worth it's, it's really good. Another like cozy, cozy swimming game. Mm-hmm. It's on rails, kind of, but it was great. Like I, I thought it was beautiful. I thought the music was great, and I just, I probably own the soundtrack to that as well. I'm sure. I had a good time with it. Um, yeah, that was one I put the on there. Live HD collection. Good way to say goodbye to the 3DS eShop. You can <laughs> buy this for buck ninety nine. Uh, two games. Speaking of Gunman Clive, though, uh, same creator also made Mech Extermination Force, which is two dollars and fifteen cents, and that game was wow, great. That's totally worth. I, I played that everything. game. I beat the game. I loved that game. One of my favorite tweets I ever did was a video of me shooting that robot in the crotch because there's a robot that has like a destructible crotch, and you can shoot mm-hmm. right through the middle of it, and you kind of like split the robot apart. And I just, it was probably one of my most looked at tweets or whatever. And I was like, this is fun. And it's just a video of me just shooting the crotch of this robot and watching his, watching his crotch explode. No, it's a extermination force is great. $2. Like, damn, like that's, that's like cheaper than a soda at most gas stations. Like just fucking go get that game. It'll, it'll do better for you than uh, getting a bottle of Mountain Dew or whatever. Severed Steel, what's that game? I don't remember. Severed Steel, I marked that because uh, Severed Steel was a game that I got more recently. It's actually kind of hard, but I really like it. It's a game that's all about bu- bullet time. You basically kind of, you, you like hold a button and you go in slow-mo. It's a first-person shooter, and uh, you do different tricks to, to remain in the bullet time mode, and you basically kind of do the whole thing like that, where you jump off a wall, you do flips, and you kill people, and you can and you always have to keep doing moves to stay in the and the slow motion bullet time thing. And it's really interesting, like how they do it. It's a very, very cool game, though. If you haven't played it, check it out. Oh, yeah, and you can blow up walls, too. It's like uh, it's like Red Faction as well. You can completely destroy all of the uh, walls that are there. So you can geomod it. It's like geomod and bullet time and like, yeah, and like, you know, and you can jump, and you can jump off the walls and do flips and shit. It's it's insane. Like, if you're really into first-person shooters, it's a very good game. It's also it's very... Geotime parkour. It's also very difficult, too. And yeah, you basically, you get a weapon and you use it until you run out. And when you run out of ammo, you can throw the, you can throw the weapon at the, at the bad guys to kill them, which is cool. You can knock them out and then you can kind of like grab another weapon from them. And you can actually, you can grab weapons from people before you kill them as well. But it, yeah, it's a really cool game. It's like half price. Space Invaders Forever is eleven ninety nine. I've always heard that's a really cool game, but the original price thirty bucks I thought was a little too high. So I might check this one out. I've been hearing good things about that. Uh, Super Liminal. And that was like. 
I think it was my game of the year when that came out. Um, that, that was a real mind blower. Like it's 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 just a trippy, great puzzle game. If you like Portal, um, it's it's yeah, first person puzzle game. You think Portal, so it's so it's kind of like that, but it's, it's it's its own thing. It has to do with perspectives, where where if you reach out and you grab something from far away, it's real small, but if you grab something when you're close to it, now it's to say is really huge. So it's really um, a very original and fun game for half off, uh, $9.99. Definitely, definitely worth it. And then uh, last one I, that I marked was Taito Milestones. The same reason as Space Invaders, the same company Taito makes this as well, obviously. But uh, it was way too expensive when it came out, 40 bucks. Now it's down to $15.99. I don't even think it's, I, I, I get it at $10.99 or you know, $10 or something like that, $9.99. So this company this, did uh, uh, Bubble Bubble, right? They did Bubble Bobble, yeah. yeah. And they always, I think they, they charge too much for their games, like habitually. Like the Bubble Bobble for Friends, that was 40 bucks when it came mm-hmm. out. It was 40 bucks forever. I, I got it on sale for 25, you know. But Taito, you got to rethink your prices here. Mm-hmm. You're charging too much. On on the, on the same line of, uh, of deals, I, I don't think it's on the outline, but I just want to mention it. I don't know how long it's going on for, but uh, GameStop is having like crazy sales right now. They're actually selling, they're selling the Skyward Sword Amiibo. And the Metroid Dread set for like five dollars each. So if you ever want wow. the uh, yeah the Zelda with the bird or like the Metroid twenty five dollars normally or the Metroid Dread one with the uh, you know with with the Emmy and, and all that, uh, you can get it for five bucks right now each, which is insane. And also there's a there's a buy one get one free deal, and there's a good amount of Switch games on there. Actually, if I hadn't just spent money on vouchers and Final Fantasy, I would do it because. You can get Octopath Traveler 2, Bayonetta 3 is on there. I, what I was thinking about doing is getting like either Octopath 2 or Bayonetta and then getting a Yakuza Ishin because that's on there too. And that's on sale for like 40 but I could get like one game and get... You can get two games for the price of one, you know, which is a great deal. If I didn't have a bunch of other stuff to play, I would do that. But yeah, check that out as far as sales. You should go. mention, we have to mention, that the Mario movie became the number one video game movie of all time. And now it is, it's standing at $700 million globally. Definitely going to pass uh, the billion dollar mark at some point. Oh, it, it will, yeah, because uh, yeah. people like to see movies that have references of things in them, whether it's good or not. That's they're just like, hey, I understand that thing. I guess. Yep. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. It, it was what it was meant to be. Didn't, didn't take. Didn't commercial. take. Didn't take much. Didn't take much for people to go see it. It's indoctrin- indoctrinating the children that yeah. don't even understand video. Well, I mean, it's also like, uh, I mean, N- Nintendo, and you've said this before, Jeremy, Nintendo did a great job just like building up the hype for it, like doing like directs yeah. about it and doing like special trailers with the actors in there or whatever. Like they advertising you know, they, it for like six months. They really, plan. they really built up yeah. the hype for it. And now, you know, like I said, it reminds, it reminds me of like the Force Awakens all over again, where it's just, you know, it's everybody's just going to see it because it's, it's like, oh, hey, this is, there's, 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 there's a Star Wars up there. It reminds me of better movies. That's why I like seeing it. It's like, okay. So I was thinking about this Whatever. recently. Like, what is Illuminations output? They probably they put out like one movie a year, something like that, I think. Oh, I thought they did more than that. that. Maybe they did too. I don't know. But it, it, here's what I'm I'm thinking. Uh like maybe there is a chance that they're not the only ones that does that do these movies. And if if they are going to build out, say, a Super Smash Brothers, you know, universe, whatever. Every Nintendo movie, maybe Illumination just can't do that many movies. Maybe that's the saving grace. Maybe they have to pass it to other studios. That's what I'm hoping, anyway. Well, they have their own studio now, so I'm thinking that's probably going into the future. That's true. Yeah, that's my theory. Maybe that's 
part of the plan. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't want, I don't want them to do any other, any like other Nintendo no. stuff at all. I was, uh, you know, there was a part of me that was like, oh, I'd, I'd love to see a Kirby movie, but not from them. You need, if you want to no. do Kirby, you need somebody to do it dark, like the actual Kirby games are. Like you need to make it weird, and to have like that crazy like world ending, like Kirby's a God stuff, like from the actual games. You know, yeah. I don't want them to do it. It's just going to be dumb. They absolutely can't do the Zelda movies. No, don't give it to Illumination. They can't. They're talking about it on the on the Retronauts thing, but it's like they, their jokes aren't even jokes. Like they're not even. You know, when he says like it's on like Donkey Kong. Like, you didn't try at all for that. Like, could have at least, like, altered it a little bit. Mm. But it's just, like, there's not even, there's, like, no thinking in, in this at all in the writing. You know, yeah. and I feel the same way. And, and they were saying, you know, even the other Illumination movies are better than the Mario movie. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen that many of them. But they were saying that even, like, Despicable Me is, has some jokes in it. It's not just, like, whatever the fuck that movie was. I hope that Nintendo really takes control over, over the, that they don't just, like, cede everything over to Illumination. And that they look at which studio would be best for each movie. That's not a, a don't don't make it an entirely illumination operation. So what would be the best studio to do a Legend of Zelda movie? I'm gonna give it one more go. It's, it's Ghibli. Give it to Ghibli. Yeah. Make them, have them make the Zelda movie. Yeah, I don't know if they would. I mean, they, this I don't know if they would want to do like licensed stuff because they really don't mostly. Do Possibly not. Stuff. But you know, here's one more one thing: is that, you know Miyazaki is now making. His last movie, I know he said he's done his last movie before, but he is old, right? They have, and that Ghibli has done, they branched out to do CG movies. They did at least one, I know that. Yeah, I watched it. So we watched it. Maybe, maybe they'd be up for it. I mean, what better movie to strike out on than a Legend of Zelda movie from? Uh, I want whoever, Ghibli. I want whatever studio did Last of Us, you know, this right and something. Yeah, it's right. The best video game whoever, adaptation of all time. Uh, yeah, seriously. Like whoever did Last of Us, just let them just make every video game thing ever yep. because yeah, because they perfected it and there's no way just let them do every series there is. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> would uh yeah, that would be great. Actually, I got Last of Us 2. It's on sale right now on PlayStation 4. Got it for 10 bucks. And maybe the last of the things we can talk about is uh what do you guys think about this new Monster Hunter mobile game from Niantic? Uh, I won't play it because I don't play mobile games. It's it's basically like a Pokemon Go, right? With with Monster Hunter. Yep. I mean, I I didn't play Pokemon Go either, <laughs> even when because I don't go anywhere. I mean, if I go anywhere, I drive places. Like, so I never really found a reason to use Pokemon Go. And and uh and you know, here's a here's a tip: I don't play Pokemon Go and drive at the same time. It's dangerous. So you know, it's for people who walk places who like commute and walk, and I don't do that. So it didn't really doesn't really do much for me in that in that way. But maybe uh. Maybe one thing we should say, well, uh, there's a there's a Tetris 99 coming up this weekend, Kirby's Return to Dreamland. Play that. It's going to have great music. I know that already because Kirby's games always have great music. But a way that we can feel old, I guess, for this episode is that Super Metroid, one of, probably my favorite game of all time, just had its 30th anniversary. Oh. How about that? I thought it came out or in no, 29, 29th anniversary. Almost 30. We're young again. So April, it came out April 18th of 94. So that's 29 years still. And I got that for my, what, 14th birthday. I got that game and Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. And that was one of my best birthdays ever because I got two games. Never got two games. I think that was the only time I got two games ever my entire life. But yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, happy birthday, Super Metroid. That game is awesome. You can play it on your Switch with Nintendo Switch. The Galaxy is finally at peace. Yes. Still holds up. I just, I played it. I played it recently, so it's still there. Oh, uh, Star Wars Game Trials, <laughs> Republic Commando. Play that game. It was an Xbox exclusive. 
you can play it for free now. But yeah, thanks everybody for listening to episode 367 of Nintendo Main Podcast. You can find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. You can find us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. I stream every Monday night at like 1130, so who knows what I'll play this week. Probably Advance Wars, maybe Final Fantasy. I don't think I'm ready for Breath of the Wild yet, but that'll that'll come around. And you can find Jeremy and I on Twitter at jmaxstack and at Nintendo underscore domain. And also, if you want to support the show and hear bonus episodes, go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. And for one dollar, you can hear all of our extra episodes. And we're like at forty-eight now, or something, forty-seven. And that's not counting. There's extra stuff on top of that as well. And you can see the videos and listen to the WRT radios, where you hear all the music that has been put into all the episodes in a nice playlist and all that stuff for five dollars and above. Plus, um, you can get some merchandise for five dollars and above and whatnot. And you can check that out there. And uh, you know, support Ghost Lord. We said that already, but oh, go, yeah. but go do that. Or listen to that last episode. Seven days ago. And uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jeremy Kowski. John Hitter. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. Woo!